This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Brandy. Kristen. What the hell are you doing here? I am here with an exciting announcement. Announce away, my friend. Tickets to our live show in Kansas City are on sale now. Okay, we are so excited. This is our first live show that we're doing truly by ourselves. It's March 29th in Kansas City at the Madrid Theater. We really, really, really hope you can make it. Please come. We would love to see you there. Uh, You'll find a link to buy the tickets in the show notes of this episode. And as a thank you for taking the time to listen to our little announcement today, we have a gift. A gift for you. No. No, we do not. No. Oh. They must first... Click that link. Oh, okay. The gift, the gift only and happens then, after you click And then the link. they can come back to this. Oh, okay. And then listen to this episode that was a Patreon bonus episode. But now is available to everyone. That's Our right. gift to you. Perhaps a little bribe to get you to buy tickets to the live show. <laughs> Perhaps also a bribe to say, hey, why don't you sign, sign up, up for our Patreon? Patreon. <laughs> there are so many other bonus episodes on there. And if I recall... In this very special episode we're sharing today, um, your sister Casey was on. Uh, She did get very frustrated with us. We made multiple incorrect assumptions during her case. And um, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good time. Why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you all when we come back in February. One semester of law school. One semester of criminal justice. Two experts. I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandy Pond. I'm Casey Frame. Let's Let's go go to court. On this episode, I'll be talking about a mommy blogger. And I'll be talking about a disappearance in Alaska. And Brandy, what the hell will you be doing? I'm just going to be hanging out, listening. (laughs) Woo! Casey, good to have you back on the pod. Thanks, it's good to be here. Is this like my Mother's Day present because I created your favorite person on the planet? I think it might have something to do (laughs) with that. Because London is 100% my favorite person on the planet. She's amazing. That's so sweet. Sweet. <laughs> and you know, I um, am covering a mommy blogger in honor of Mother's Ma- Day. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, it's a really sweet story. Yeah, You're going to love it. I'm familiar with it. <gasps> you are? Only in that it's been like all over the place, and I've uh-huh. read like little tiny blurbs about it. I don't know the whole story, so I'm excited to hear it. Okay, well, I have no idea, okay. so I've got yeah. mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the bonus episode. Everyone. Oh, yeah. Hi. Yes, yeah. it's the bonus episode. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Casey, we're so excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. I've been threatening to do this for like a year. I know. So you have. You've been actually you wanted to come on. Yeah. To it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you got enough blackmail on us yeah. to get in here. <laughs> to let you on. Those pictures of Brandy are disturbing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Should I start us off here? Yeah. You don't have anything you want to talk about? You just want to jump right in? I'm excited. Oh, wait. She's touching the mic. I'm touching the mic. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. It felt like it was in a weird spot. (laughs) It's fine. Don't make me turn this podcast around. (laughs) (laughs) I won't touch it anymore. It's done. (laughs) 
It's done. <laughs> Casey, you can touch it, but... Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> but like, not when we're on talking. Yeah, yeah, no touching it while okay. we're actively speaking. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't know the rules. Nobody gave me any rules about okay. touching the do mic. Need some, what, what rules do we need to say? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you made it sound like the 10 seconds of silence at the beginning was something everybody just knows, and I messed that up, too. Well, we've forgiven you for that. Yeah. <laughs> if you make another mistake, we will let you okay. know. That's right. All right. You okay. gotta give me a. I just. I, I'm. I'm noticed. I really love your outfit today. Oh yeah, it's you look so super cute. cute. Yeah, Thank I you. just ordered a new jean jacket. I think that looks fairly similar to that one. So. Oh yeah, what brand Copying is it? You. Well, I ordered it from Torrid. It's not yours is cut from the cloth, which is very cute. How do you know? Is there a, a brand name on this? There's thing? a logo on it somewhere. Oh, I wow. saw it. You're <laughs> such a creep. <laughs> I I feel like that was a little creepy. Like yeah, you're just like I know. I am familiar what with. Uh-huh. I recognize yeah, yeah. the little thingy. Uh-huh, okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I like that underwear you're wearing. I have a similar <laughs> pair. It's not the exact same. Mine's more looks great from the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really cool. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, oh, hang on. Oh, look who's oh, touching their mic. Now. Who's touching their mic? I waited until no one was talking like a pro, a goddamn pro. Okay. Shout outs to Colin Atagi for the Press Democrat. He did a ton of reporting on this case. I had to sign up for the Press Democrat, oh. and. You know what? I got to. Oh, yeah, you you were. Well, and we got to. Yeah. So if there's anything you want to read on Excellent. there, we've yeah, got another yeah. month. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Got another month of free articles. Yeah. You better just every case now for the yep. next four yes. weeks is coming from, from the, the press. Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> this is like fresh. It's very fresh. Really Ooh. fresh. Mm-hmm. Mine is not fresh. Well, that's okay. There's, there's no like. That, you don't get extra points. Oh, I know. For it be- no, I'm saying like you don't get points off because it's not oh, fresh. Okay, <laughs> but I do get extra points for it being fresh. <laughs> what do you do? We get to trade these points in for something at some point. <laughs> yeah, used cosmetics for my oh, bathroom. I don't oh. want those. <laughs> That does not sound like a prize. That sounds like a punishment. Oh! <laughs> oh I, I have the best shit from Urban Decay from 2015. <laughs> I was going to say, you're probably supposed to throw that stuff away. Yes. Way long no, time ago. Yeah. That's no, made up that the cosmetics that Yeah, big cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a sucker if you're throwing your stuff out. Okay, ladies, what I have for you today is a harrowing tale. It will frighten you. It might even drive you to tears. Mm-hmm. But it's a very important story, and it's important that everyone hears it, especially all the mamas out there. I know. <laughs> I hate it when people call each other mamas. mamas. <laughs> this story comes from a woman named Katie Sorensen. Katie, as you evidently already know, Brandy, is a mommy blogger. She runs the blog Motherhood Essentials. Oh, ever, what's ever no. been there? Hmm. No. Okay. You're going to learn about it. Okay, great. (laughs) Can't wait. I love it. (laughs) When this incident occurred, she was just starting out as an influencer. She'd had the blog for about five months, and she had a couple thousand Instagram followers. She was a verified Amazon influencer. What does that mean? She has like an Amazon storefront? Yeah. Okay. All right. Excuse me. Get a little commission. Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Ba-bling, ba-bling. Okay. (laughs) She was a big fan of clean beauty. Uh-huh. 
big fan of Rachel Hollis books. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she sold... Raise your hand if you've heard the maintenance phase episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have, yes. <laughs> she sold doTERRA essential oils. Oh, boy. <laughs> In fact, she and her mom actually launched a business where they sold baby bibs with sewn-in essential oil diffuser pads. So, definitely want to get some of those. No. Your baby needs to have essential oils on it? Yeah. Obviously, Casey. Or it'll get autism. That's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. On December 7th, 2020, Katie and her four-year-old son and one-year-old daughter had a very scary experience at a Michael's craft store Mm -hmm. in Petaluma, California. Okay. About 15 minutes after this incident occurred, she reported it to the police. But a few days passed and Katie realized, you know what? I didn't handle that situation correctly. I could have done things differently. And maybe if I share my story publicly, it'll help someone else. Oh, geez. Okay. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you don't want to learn from other people, you assholes? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she did. On December 13th, 2020, she sat in her car in the parking lot outside her local Target, and she told her story. Oh, she made like a little video? She made a little vlog? This was a 20 20- Minute. Holy shit. Oh, Two-parter. Oh, Lord. That's yeah. too long. I too agree. Long. She's not a concise storyteller. <laughs> Are you going to take 20 minutes no. to tell us? No, I was <laughs> going to say, I would not watch this video no. if I saw that it was that long. I just keep on scrolling. Um, I have taken the liberty of trimming this down okay. considerably. Excellent. But as I tell this story, please picture me as a very cute momfluencer. Mm-hmm. Blonde, shoulder-length hair. Okay. Check. Blue eyes. Check. Skinny. Bitch, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, a trendy yet comfy, modest outfit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of effortlessly chic. Yeah, kind of a mom on the go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Matching sets. That kind of... Don't make fun of what I love most in this world. (laughs) Casey, I'm very into matching sets now. very into matching sets. So into a matching (laughs) set. They're really, like... Popular they're super right popular. now. Yeah. Very trendy, yes. Yeah, they're very popular and easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're... Takes the guesswork yes. mm-hmm. out of getting dressed. Mm-hmm. I do a fun thing where I just pick out my clothes the night before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just do. I just set them all out. I then... don't do that. Really? Well, I mean, what am I going to pick? A yeah. jeans and a black shirt? All you Done. have to do is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close your eyes, walk into your closet, yeah. and grab two things. There you I go. will have you know that I wore shorts... And a white shirt to the Royals game on Saturday. Who the hell are you? Yeah, right? Wow. I wore no I black. I did not actually see pictures of and the shorts, And I wore though, shorts so in public. no proof it actually happened. It happened. I'm I, not making it up. Did you have see. an emotional support camisole under it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. yeah naturally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I would also like to say, for the record, that this weird 
never nude thing she has going on is not you know Casey hereditary. Have that. I do yeah. not suffer from that. Casey's naked right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm totally yes. I shamed Casey once for sharing a hotel room with me and wearing short shorts. She's they, like, you're wrong? lucky that I'm wearing these at all because it was up to me. I'd be naked. So, Brandy was trying to shame I was. You. I uh-huh. shamed her. She I did. did. She I totally did. did. I was wearing shorts and they were short but they were pajama shorts. Right. And, yeah. and you're yeah. not running I, around in public so no, and exactly. I I did appreciate that she wore shorts. That was rude of me. You did appreciate. Well, I did appreciate creepy. that she had shorts on rather than. Oh, I see. I rather see. than being nude, which would have I'm, been her preference. I'm totally misunderstood <laughs> what you were saying. <laughs> so every time we've stayed in a hotel room together since, I make sure I have pants and a t-shirt, and then I so suffer. Yes, and I wake up at three o'clock in the morning on fire. <laughs> I think what you should do next time is one of those long novelty shirts that has like the outline of someone's baby. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excuse me. We need to talk back more about this trendy outfit. Okay. So it's December. So keep that in mind. So she's got the knitted hat on with one of those fuzzy balls on top. Yeah, I love those. Those are cute. She's got on a gray T-shirt. Black leather jacket. Oh, yeah. Delicate gold necklace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Very cute. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming completely naked from the waist down. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> video I didn't show it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so here is a portion of what Katie said in her very emotional, very long Instagram video. Here we go. Monday of this week, my children were the targets of attempted kidnap, um, which is such a weird thing to even vocalize, but it happened. Um, And I want to share the story with you in an effort to raise awareness as to what signs to look for Um, and to just encourage parents to be more aware of their surroundings and what is going on around them. Um, I think right now we are so distracted by um, everything that is going on in the world that we are kind of um, have our guards up so much about um, masks and wanting to keep our children safe that way we're forgetting (laughs) the most important way to keep them safe. And that is with us, um, not to have them taken. What? What? (laughs) What? Don't forget, you guys. The important thing is not to have your not to have your kids taken. Attempted kidnap. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why did she say kidnapping? I don't know, but she says it multiple times in this. Attempted kidnap. It's like, That's ma'am, have weird. you ever read anything before? <laughs> so I'm going to share a story um, in, in an effort to raise that awareness, but it's I'm not ready. Oh, this is hard for me. I'm not ready. Um, Ma'am, no one is fucking forcing you. Well, no. I mean, at this point, this thing happened days ago, right? right? Yeah. You guys, she is bravely pushing through. Okay. Hmm. For awareness. That's right. I forgot. That's this right. For awareness. awareness. Okay. Be aware somebody might try to kidnap your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i highly doubting that that's what happened. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, do you have any predictions, Casey, about who may have tried to kidnap her kid? Well, I'm guessing because she's a white blonde lady, probably somebody of color. Well, that, that sounds that's... sounds about right, doesn't probably. it? <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing that somebody of color just got a little too close to her and she freaked out. <laughs> oh, people are ridiculous. <laughs> You mean kidnappers are ridiculous. <laughs> okay. yes. Yeah, that's how we feel the on this podcast. The very real kidnapping that she... <laughs> yeah. 
thwarted. Casey. Thwarted. She yes, thwarted she's, it. she stopped it. Yes. I'm not ready to share this story, but I know it's important, and I would rather um, be uncomfortable and awkward and get the message out sooner than wait until I feel composed. Uh, because I don't know that I'll ever be composed talking about this. Um, so here we go. On Monday, like I said, my children were the targets of attempted kidnap. Ping. Kid- <laughs> yeah, and attempted kidnapping is the appropriate way to say that. Why did she say I know, that? that? It drives me nuts. I think it's so weird. It is weird. <laughs> We went to Michael's craft store just to run a few errands, um, get some things to make some homemade gifts. Very quick trip. I've not taken my children out a lot as of late, but this was just a situation where we needed to run this errand. And I thought I came prepared. I brought the double stroller, um, thinking I'd just throw them in, cover them up, put the cover on top, and just walk through the store quickly, grab our stuff and go. I only had two items I needed to grab, and then I did a Target pickup, so that was the only time we were getting out of the car. So um, we get to Michael's. We park as far away as possible in an effort to not inconvenience others with our big stroller. What? What? (laughs) That was always my go-to. Whenever I brought the double stroller, I'd park far away so that people wouldn't be frustrated with me taking forever getting the stroller in and out. That is the first thing that from this day forward I will be doing differently um, if I ever choose to bring my kids out again. Oh, okay. They're going in a bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this video goes on and Mm -hmm. Katie is in her vehicle and she noticed a couple who caught her eye, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. I notice a gentleman... He is parked in the spot, not in front of me, but to the left two spots. Um, He gets out of his car and starts walking toward me. And my thought is, oh, he's just going to offer to help me because I look like I need help or something. Um, He walks toward me, looks for a while, and then just turns around and gets back in his car. And I was like, huh, that was weird. Maybe he thought he recognized me or something. I don't know. So I get the kids in the stroller, and we go into the store, and they come in, and they walk kind of close behind me. Um, I definitely felt the heebie-jeebies. It didn't feel good, but I thought I was judging a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. So these people's crime is that they were parked in the Michaels parking lot and then walked into Into the store. Um, Did you miss the part where he came up to her car and then backed away slowly and creepily? How close did he come to her car, though? Oh, so close. (laughs) (laughs) And with only one thing on his mind. I mean, yeah. Kidnap. Yes. I thought I was judging a book by its cover. They were not, like, kind. That sounds bad. But they weren't, um, they weren't clean-cut individuals. Translation. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. They weren't white. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's sure what that sounds like. So I attributed my discomfort with just judging a book by its cover. She's, she likes to say that, doesn't she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the second thing that I will change from this experience forward. Oh, she's going to start judging people even harder. Mm -hmm. Uh She's going to listen to her gut, Casey. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) 
someone's not a clean cut individual, she's not going to give them the time of day. Okay. <laughs> I went directly to the back of the store because one of those items is spray paint, and I noticed they're hanging close by, and I'm like, maybe they need spray paint too. I don't know. But then I hear them talking, um, and they are describing in detail the characteristics of my children. They're saying blonde hair, blue eyes, maybe one years old, trying to guess ages, and I just kind of ignored it. I'm like, maybe they're going to make a fuss because neither of my children are wearing masks. Maybe that's the fuss. I continue to get in line, and um, I notice that they get in line right behind me. Um, And this was a very long line. It wrapped around the store. There were only two clerks checking people out. Um, So I had quite a bit of time in line with them. But it wasn't until we got closer to the cash register that they picked something up. Oh, no. Yeah? How dare they buy something in a store? What'd they pick up? Well, you're about to find out, Brandy. Okay. That I don't think they came in the store that day for that particular item, okay? Okay. Okay, because what they wanted to do, again, was, was kidnap. kidnap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Michael's is the best place to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get fake flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Puff paints. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Puff paints? Yeah. 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 All right. And blonde, blue-eyed children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Approximately one years old. Mm-hmm. I'm um, being a dick because I hate when people <laughs> say years after one. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one year. It's just one year. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing about this No, story. I'm being a dick and I know I'm being a dick. <laughs> um, but as we were in line, there was a really nice lady in front of me and we were speaking about the kids and... um. I don't know, just life. And I was doing that thing where you kind of nod and smile and act like you're listening, but really your ears are elsewhere, um, listening to what they were saying behind me. And what were they saying? Um, I was going to say, this is really far into this conversation to mm-hmm. not know any, or this video to not have actually said what's happened yet. Oh, so I'm far, sorry. Am I boring you so two? So far, nothing about story has happened. Exactly. Nothing, nothing has happened, has happened. Yet. Some people walked into a store and described her children in detail. Okay, were they really, or is that what she wanted to hear? Or, or maybe her kids are cute and they said, "Oh, look at that cute kid." People said things like, "People say that about London London all the time," time. and they're always always trying to kidnap her. No, she's been always almost kidnapped like a thousand times already. Everywhere we go, everybody always talks about how beautiful she is. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a compliment. Yeah. It's not anybody trying to kidnap your kid. Yeah. Mm. That sounds like the kind of thing someone says before their kid gets kidnapped. Oh, it's okay. just a compliment. Okay. <laughs> well, Brady, you're going to have to watch out from yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is when I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, that they were talking about my children um, for purposes that were not appropriate. Um, or not, that didn't sit right, talking about um, their eyes, their face, everything. And that um, the thing that disturbed me the most um, was that the um, gentleman, sorry, this is really hard. (laughs) (laughs) The gentleman said to whoever he was talking to on the phone, um, the boy will be... 
The boy will be easier because he's not wearing a mask, so the mom must not really care about him that much. <laughs> what? That did not happen. <laughs> Nobody said that. That's what? made up. <laughs> I can't tell you why I didn't turn around and say something right then, but I didn't even have the courage to shoot a mean look. I was paralyzed. Paralyzed with fear. Um, And I almost just discredited what was happening. I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that this was actually happening. Because it wasn't. As we get closer to the front of the line, the lady in front of me says, you know what? You have two kids. You go ahead. Mind you, the kids weren't throwing a fit at all. She really wasn't doing it to like she was just being kind. And she just said, you know, I wish people would do more kind things. So we check out quickly. Two items. I walk out, call David, my husband, and I said to him, if we had a code word, we talked about having a code word. If we had a code word, I'd be using it right now. Okay. (laughs) And he's like, what the heck? He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I think someone was following me in the store and talking about the kids. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Is she doing that with her face? No. (laughs) I'm throwing in some extra spice. (laughs) And as I'm saying this, I feel someone walking right behind me. And I turn around, and sure enough, they are right behind me. They did not buy anything at the store. They must have put down whatever they'd picked up to pretend to buy um, and followed me out. They noticed me, noticed them. So they're going to their car. I start walking more quickly. I'm looking at my car, and there's a white van parked exactly right next to my car. Mm Mm-hmm. That van was positioned perfectly right next to my car, um, blocked my own car in a way that if people were around, they wouldn't be able to see what was going on. Um, and I see the van and my stomach just sinks and I don't know what to do. Well, if you're really, if that, you're really scared, that scared, go you go back, back in, the in the store. store. She was paralyzed with fear. No, you go back in the fucking store. Paralyzed. If you're really that worried about the people behind you, you wouldn't have left the store in the first no. place. You two are victim blaming, and it is gross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too afraid to change the direction I'm going. I can't explain to you what I was thinking. There was no logic. I was just, I was terrified. So I walked straight to my car, had the stroller next to me, and I didn't lock it. So he just slides barely, barely out of reach. As that's happening, I see that couple walking toward my car. Yeah, because their car is right there also. And they walk around, not the full perimeter, but half of the car. And they go back and forth around halfway. And they're doing that thing again where they're not looking at me, so I can't make eye contact with them. I'm looking right at them. They won't look at me. And while they're doing that, they're holding hands. (gasps) How dare they? Mm. Kidnappers always hold hands. Excuse me. I have not told you two bitches how they were holding hands. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so the guy, he's got his hand in like a fist. He's clearly got something in that fist. We don't know what, okay? okay. And the wife or, you know, whoever, she's got her hand just kind of clasped like this. So they're kind of trying to make it look like they're holding hands, but really they are concealing something in his hand. Scared yet? No. Not so. That just looks 
that just sounds awkward and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not scared. The guy could have something in his pocket. That'd be much more likely. Well, it, there's I just feel like many explanations for why they would be holding hands that way. Yeah, a knife. He could have a razor blade. He could have a grenade. He could have a very small gun, like really small. Oh, it could be a piece of candy to lure no, the kids away. No, hey, no. <laughs> oh, lure the kids. Yes, yeah, that's right. I meant like more. Maybe he has some kind of injury to his hand or something. You are so naive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could have arthritis. There's just all sorts of reasons why people do things that look weird to you. You know, I think it's really sweet that you two want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. But after hearing this story, I've decided that's the last time I ever do that (laughs) ever. Okay, I'm done. Those days are over for me. I'm still curious to hear, like, what the actual... Yeah, where's the... What happened? So far, nothing. (gasps) She got scared. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you two are about to feel terrible when you hear what happens next. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 (laughs) Well, she thwarted a kidnapping, right? So. Yeah, it gets real good here in a minute. (laughs) Then they turned around and they walked right back to their car. And they got got in and drove away. away. (laughs) And there was nobody in the van. And they're walking toward my car, toward my stroller. And I'm saying to Dave, this is happening right now. What do I do? This is happening right now. Do I leave? What do I do? I'm too afraid to say something to them. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I don't know why. She's talking up a storm to Dave on the phone. And then as I go to, I decide I'm going to throw Finley. I don't care about the stroller. I'm going to throw Finley in the trunk. I'm going to get in the trunk. We're going to close this car. We're getting out of here. All the while, I'm so focused on this couple. I'm not paying attention to the van. All right. Okay. Okay. It's almost like that's become irrelevant to me because that was kind of speculation in the first place. But I open the trunk. And as I'm opening the trunk, you know, it goes boop, boop, boop. (laughs) And Finley is next to me. (laughs) She goes boop, boop, boop. (laughs) That's the sound of a trunk opening. Opening, uh (laughs) And she's mad because it's automatic and slow, right? Yeah, and time is of the essence. Of course. Yeah, yeah are, these kidnappers kids are, are like right there. <laughs> that guy has that piece of candy right there. <laughs> Freaking Finley. Yeah. He's going to go for that. What a terrible name. Oh, I shouldn't say <laughs> That's that. That's rude. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Tenny Finley's That's out there. weird. Well, don't, oh, say, don't that. say that. Don't say that. Jesus. Bleep it. Cut Sorry. That, Please cut that. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, probably not a good idea. <laughs> That's like Brandy and like Absolutely. <laughs> and Finley is next to me, but there is a hair of a second where I can't see all of my stroller. You know what I mean? Um, and in that hair of a second, they first they take two steps forward to the stroller, then two steps back, then two the steps forward, <laughs> then two steps back. Two step forward, dick two steps back. (laughs) It made no sense. It was obvious what they were doing. Um, Is it because I'm still not sure what they were doing? Attempted kidnap. (laughs) (laughs) And that last time, he reaches for the stroller, and um, by the absolute grace of God, um, someone is parked just a few spots away, just close enough to see what's going on, but not close enough for the people that are involved. And 
It's an old man. He must have been like 80 plus years old. And he looks at me and he has his mask on and his eyes get so big, um, kind of like asking, do you need help? And I just yell, excuse me, can you help me, please? And this woman comes running over and the couple, they drop. Well, they didn't drop anything. They just stop reaching for the stroller and they run, get into their car, drive off. And in that moment, I feel a rush behind me and I turn around and there's a man right behind me. Um, And he kind of plays it off like, oh, do you need help or something? Uh, and I just look at him like I'm just paralyzed. I can't talk. He just gets in the van, shuts the door and just drives off quickly. <sighs> You just yelled for help in the parking lot. And Do you she think that might be part that of it? Somebody had tried to help her. <laughs> and I drive off and I file a police report. And did the police say this And that is, is the extent of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am well aware of how different that could have played out. And that's what scares me the most is that despite the fact that I was in tune enough to pay attention to those signs, still there are so many ways that I dropped the ball and um was not as prepared as I could have been for that. And so my purpose in sharing this is to simply raise awareness and to encourage you to not only be aware of what's going on around you, because I was aware, but I did not know how to act. I did not practice how to act. I maybe thought in my head before, oh, that's what I would do if I was in that situation. If you don't really have a definite plan of what you will do, you're going to freeze up. In this very real situation yeah so Mm -hmm. so she perceived a threat yeah based on the appearance of these people yeah well they came and you know reached for her stroller did they did they i mean that's what she says Mm -hmm. anybody else see that i don't know do you think michaels has surveillance footage i'm I'm guessing they do I am guessing that uh-huh. some version of this did happen. These people came, got out of the car around the same time she did, walked, walked into the store, the store about the same time yeah. she did, tried to take her got kids. in line about the same time she did, and because there is a lot of online fear mongering about human trafficking. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. I've oh, got an essential oil for that. Turned this situation into something it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, hmm. this would have been like the height of that yeah. too if yes. it was December of 2020. Yeah. What are you two talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you referring to? I don't get it. Well, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Well, so mm-hmm. masks were really just part of this bigger uh-huh. ploy to. Uh-huh. <laughs> to make it easier to human traffic. Right. Yeah, because kids weren't recognizable with masks on. Also, I remember how many kids I kidnapped, and it was great because, like, you just put on the mask. Mask and, no and you're all set. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so, you know, that's the gist of her video. She ends it with some tips for parents. I can tell you two are assholes and don't want to hear any of those <laughs> tips. <laughs> Perhaps if you'd behaved better, I would have given you the tips, but you don't deserve it. So, yeah, Katie bravely shared her story, and people really appreciated it. Within about 24 hours, her post had gone viral. Mm. Her video was viewed approximately 4.5 million times. Wow. Casey, that's jealousy. (laughs) Yeah. I've never had a video be viewed that much. Mm -hmm. 
The local news reached out to her, and of course, she agreed to do an interview because this is an important topic. Mm-hmm. Casey, if you roll your eyes again, <laughs> I swear to Pete. I mean, okay. people get kidnapped all the time, and stuff like that doesn't make the news lots of places. Why would this? This potential It's kidnapping. to raise awareness. We're, we're raising awareness, Casey. <laughs> Someone doesn't want to be aware, and that's why it's important for us to raise awareness. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Not that I think you two will give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> but you might be pleased to know that Katie got approximately 80,000 new followers on social media. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's nice. you know, sometimes good things happen. Yeah. To good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people were really interested in this story. You know, well, what, yeah, they want the police yeah. to investigate. Absolutely. What were yeah, the police doing really about this? Like, kidnapping people in the parking lot or trying to kidnap kids? Check it out. It, absolutely. absolutely. Sure. People are thinking, well, surely Michaels has surveillance footage. Yeah, Let's track these fuckers down. That's right. Get them. Every place has surveillance <laughs> cameras now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out the police were well aware of Katie's story. She'd told it to them right after it happened. She'd mm-hmm. talked to a dispatcher and she'd driven to the station and talked with an officer. Um, the officer thought that Katie's story seemed a little bizarre at the time, but he did look into it. In fact, he looked at the surveillance footage from Michael's and from the Coles next door. Was mm-hmm. it a Coles with a Sephora in it? We don't know. Mm. We have to assume that it was. I'm going to assume it was. I don't think it's safe to assume. <laughs> Do they all have Sephoras <laughs> Actually, in Actually, 2020, probably not. It was a dark I don't know time. when they moved them in there. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Mm, that's sad. We really ought to raise awareness about Sephora. Sephora. <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably the only reason I would go I think into they were a still, Kohl's. I think they were still in JCPenney in 2020. Oh, I don't they think they moved been. to Kohl's yet. Can you use Cole's cash at the Sephora within the Coles? Oh, I don't think so. Mm. Mm. These are the questions that yeah. need to be answered. Yeah. Anyway, so he looks at the surveillance footage and what he saw didn't match anything that Katie said. Imagine that. Yeah. Shocking. Yes, there was a couple who'd parked near her and gone into Michael's and left it around the same time she did, but they hadn't followed her and they... Hadn't actually interacted with her at all. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there was an elderly man and what appeared to be his caretaker, but they didn't interact with Katie either. They certainly didn't, like, rescue her. Right. Uh-huh. And, yes, there was someone who pulled into the parking lot in a van. But, again, the driver didn't interact with Katie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, initially... Police had decided, okay, well, this doesn't warrant further investigation. Right. Clearly nothing happened. And it helped that when Katie reported this crime, she told the officer that she didn't want anyone arrested. She just wanted to make the police aware of what happened. As if anything that happened was an arrestable (laughs) offense. Yes. I went to Michael's and so did other people. (laughs) I thought I was at my own personal Michael's. Right. (laughs) But now Katie had this viral video and people wanted answers. And she'd included details in that video that she hadn't originally shared with the police. Because she made them up later. (gasps) Mm -hmm. For example, she never told the police that the man had tried to grab her stroller. She never mentioned the thing about the couple saying that her son would be easier to take because he wasn't masked and therefore not a priority. Nobody said that. That... That did yeah. not happen. 
But so, it sure makes the story better. It sure yeah. does. Yeah, yes. very, very intriguing. Chilling, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So on December 14th, it the police... definitely leans into that, yeah, that the, panic. Yes, the fear-mongering. The fear-mongering. Yes. Uh, well. I believe in QAnon, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the you're going to get all sorts of weird listeners now because you actually said this it. This is a bonus episode. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay there we go. <laughs> We can be a little looser on the <laughs> <laughs> Although I do have a way of people making people leave the Patreon. <laughs> so, it's because it's important not to make too much money. Yeah. yeah. So the police called Katie back into the station and they had her review some of the surveillance footage. And she ID'd with 100 percent certainty the couple who had tried to kidnap her children. They looked like just a normal couple out buying Christmas decorations at Michael's, but clearly they were evil kidnappers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought she said they didn't buy anything. Yeah, well, she left the store and they must have, like, put whatever. Hey, don't question anything. (laughs) Police released photos from the surveillance footage and asked the public for help identifying the couple. Oh, my God. It didn't take long before the couple identified themselves. Mm-hmm. They were Eddie and Sadie Martinez, and they were so confused. Yeah, yeah I bet, they, I bet were. they were. Why the hell was their boring ass trip to Michael's on the news? <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, pretty soon word got out about Eddie and Sadie. Eddie was a driver for UPS. Sadie was a bookkeeper. They had five kids. Sadie was super into arts and crafts. She has a side business where she does she those balloon just arches. Always going to fucking Michaels. Always looking for balloons mm. and looking for kids. That's right. Always had kidnap on her mind. My side hustle is human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you can make a lot of money it that is way. Lucrative. <laughs> How do you think I got this jean jacket? <laughs> You didn't have to wait to buy yours on the 55% off. That's right. That's right. How are you always aware of these sales? Oh, my gosh. You know how I found out on this one? How? Caitlin sent me a a link. She's got the in. Yeah. So what's Caitlin doing? I don't know how Caitlin gets them. Mm. I don't ask questions. She's just your guy. She's just my hookup for the discount code. Anytime anytime the mystery sale's on, I'm like, I know Bernie's going to send me that They call it a mystery sale? Yeah, it's a mystery sale. You have to follow a link, and then it tells you what percentage off you get. Yeah, so everybody gets a different. 55% was the highest percent, so somehow Caitlin has the hookup for the the code that gives you the 55%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to think of what she had to do for that. That's 55%. right. Yeah, I yeah. You know, the one that I got jackets. was only forty percent. So, <laughs> no, thank that's you. Like nothing. Yeah. Well, that's a sad story, <laughs> and I'm glad you told it to raise awareness. That's right. <laughs> They'd been at Michael's that day. Turns out, not to kidnap children, mm-hmm. but to purchase a baby Jesus for their nativity set. Holy shit! <laughs> so. That is what was in his hand. They were purchasing babies then. <laughs> in a way, yes. I mean, this one would be easy to take because he's so little. <laughs> and I don't see his mom around. I don't even know if he has a dad. <laughs> 
it had been a very uneventful trip. And now they were finding out that some random woman was accusing them of wanting to steal her Holy, kids. Can, can you, you fucking no, imagine? Oh my no. god, I cannot no. even imagine. They were probably not even aware of, of this her woman. at all. No, exactly. Nope. They probably had no didn't idea, even didn't even her. notice yeah. her. She, I'm sure she looks just like every other suburban white woman, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, so this... This news came out like maybe a week and a half or two after this trip. Like, how are you going to remember some random, random woman? Yeah, some random yeah. woman you saw in a store two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Unless you tried to take her kids. Yeah. You might yeah. remember. If you were really trying to kidnap the kids. <laughs> what if you were just there for baby Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> so... Sadie and Eddie went on the defensive. They went to the police and they told their side of the story. And, you know, a ton of their friends vouched for them. They're like, hey, these are good people. These are not kidnappers. Well, and they have the surveillance video that shows. Right. Yeah. But, they I mean, it was scary. Yeah. You of know, because they're up against this white woman who has this video that's been viewed 4.5 yeah. times. Yeah, this huge viral story that says, like, these people are trying to kidnap my kids. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Sadie later said, I'm married to a UPS man who's like Norm from Cheers. Everybody knows him. Katie should have probably done a little bit of homework and picked different characters for her story. Oh! Oh! (laughs) It didn't take long for investigators to determine that Katie Sorensen was full of shit. I mean, I knew she was full of shit right away. (laughs) I was terrified for her. On December 18th, police announced that they'd found no evidence of a crime and the Martinez's were cleared of wrongdoing. Yeah. But Eddie and Sadie, particularly Sadie, was like, "Mm, wait a second. Yeah, it's not this easy. You can't just accuse us of this and then then like nothing nothing happens. happens. Yeah, fuck right off. She said, this woman can't just get away with this. She told a terrible lie about us. And this was racially motivated. Absolutely. 100%. Sadie said, I couldn't believe it. It's like we're literally guilty of being brown while shopping. Yep. Sadie decided to take a stand. She wasn't going to put up with someone weaponizing their whiteness. So she publicly pushed for the DA to bring charges against Katie. Yeah. Yeah. She Good told, for her. Mm-hmm. She told reporters, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention the last four years, but there's been a lot of racism going on. And, well, mm-hmm. Katie's following suit. Am I shocked? No. But will we stand for it? Hell no. So today I stand in front of everybody in a fight to prosecute Katie. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted Katie to be charged with a hate crime, but she knew that that's a really hard thing Mm -hmm. to prove. Yeah. Instead, in April of 2021, Katie was charged with three counts of making a false report of a crime. She faced a maximum of 18 months in jail. Wow. What do you think? Pretty sad for Katie, huh? No! Pretty devastating for Katie. She was just trying to, you know, protect her kids. No. I guess it's a crime to protect your children. It's a crime to make up things about people. To file a police report over a non-incident. Wow. She was just scared. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She pled not guilty. Okay. And she launched a GoFundMe campaign to pay oh, for her legal geez. fees. And I can see by the looks on both your faces that you did not donate. We did not. No. Um, people donate to I'm it? Sure. Not, lots of, actually, no, really? Nobody did? So, okay. She asked for $50,000. How much do you think she made? 7000 Casey, what do you think? Ooh, 
Maybe like three thousand. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, nobody else believed her either. Yeah. 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 Look pretty bad. <laughs> but she didn't let that stop her gang. Uh-huh. She just yeah. went on through. Yeah. She wanted those charges to be dismissed, you know? Well, Can't yeah, we all I just mean, forget about this? No. Remember that time when I accused people of color of trying to kidnap my kids? Ha <laughs> ha, we all had a good laugh, didn't we? Well, no. now I'm a professional mommy blogger. Oh, my gosh. No, there are consequences for this. You need some lavender essential oil. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> That'll yeah. clear up that bad attitude you have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but see, she didn't just say something on the internet. She went to the police station. She did real world actions to and try. And she accused and she specific, specific people. people. Yes. Exactly. So there are consequences for yes. that. It's not just shouting into the void on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. this is real people that you did this thing too so you have to pay for it yeah you can't just say whatever you want about whoever you want that's that's very rude of you to say to her (laughs) (laughs) um so katie hired an attorney and they tried to make the argument to a judge that this should be dismissed there's this thing you can do when you're charged with misdemeanors where you can get a court-approved diversion, and basically after mm-hmm. two years yeah. of doing what the judge has asked of you, your charges get dismissed. Right. But the thing is, generally speaking, in order to get diversion, you have to take responsibility. Right. For what you've yeah, done. you do. Oh, that's tricky. And Katie had no interest in that. So yeah, she, she didn't do anything wrong. She's she sticking was, to her version. She was well, terrified see. for her kids. Let's see. Okay. So she applies for diversion, and the judge was like, no. No. She applied again, because maybe the judge didn't hear her the first time. <laughs> and the judge again was like, no, you haven't taken any responsibility. Yeah. No. No. So after plenty of delays, Katie's trial took place in April of 2023. It's a fresh it's one. Real fresh. It's real fresh. It's real Anyone fresh. steamed up? I'm not. You but feeling that steam heat? <laughs> Do you want to take your jacket off? No, because it's so cute. <laughs> Do you want to turn the fan and on? And also, you're so obsessed with me. I can just tell that if I took this jacket off, you'd have all kinds of feelings <laughs> and emotions. Urges, perhaps. Urges. <laughs> I don't want to upend your whole life, Brandy. At trial, the prosecution contended that Katie made up this story about Eddie and Sadie because she wanted to boost her profile as an influencer. Correct. In her viral video, Katie was well-dressed, she was well-groomed, and she shared tips for parents on how to avoid a kidnap, which is, that's just me being an ass. (laughs) (laughs) She'd lied to police to help her career. Yeah, so that was one of the things they brought up was like, she was, like, perfectly quaffed for this video. Yeah. I don't know. Do you I mean, think I do... that she was really, like, dressed like that when she ran these errands? Well, no, because this is, like, a couple days later. Yeah. yeah that's After she had the – she wasn't ready she wasn't to do ready. the video, Casey. No, but the but argument is that through. she put herself together she did. to, for try, this, to this tell this video. Yes. So it wasn't just, like, a regular reaction video where Correct. something happened and she had to – yeah. To get it off her chest right away. No, she like did this days later. She thought about exactly what she was going to say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it was look. all very calculated. Yeah, I do too. Including so much of the like, I even think 
the woman in line who was so kind to her and said, mm-hmm. I wish more people oh, were kind. Yeah. I think a lot of this, it's like. Yeah, that's superfluous to the story. It ha- plays no. Oh, disagree. I think one day when you're telling this on the Christian circuit. Okay. There are angels. Yeah. Okay. And like there are people yeah. who thank God for this person. Yep. Thank God for this person. And yep. like there's all these different wow. things. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about it that way. Well, that's because you haven't spent two whole days thinking about <laughs> I mean, I guess Katie Sorts. <laughs> I also loved her like I didn't do it right. I I was I made so fear. many mistakes. Um, but by the grace of God I a kidnap was prevented. <laughs> <laughs> but Katie's defense attorney argued that Katie had simply misunderstood what was happening. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in the parking lot. It can be really easy to misinterpret things. She was very anxious due to the COVID pandemic. Okay, so it's believable that she would misinterpret what happened. Could have happened to anybody. He said she was wrong. She just didn't know it at the time. But she's okay. still not admitted to being wrong that she did anything wrong no she's she's admitting it here at trial Uh, hey i was wrong oh my gosh i was wrong oops my bad oh my yeah let's let bygones be bygones everybody's fine nobody's nerfed (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) nobody really got hurt here did they (laughs) so you did a racist thing She got scared. She called Mm -hmm. the police. And from there, it is the police's job to investigate. So what crime has happened? I mean, she's wasting resources. Well, she made false accusations. Yeah, she she lied to boost her career. This is fully made up. Absolutely. By this point, the prosecution had done quite a bit of digging into Katie's online presence. Oh, boy. What are we going to (laughs) learn? Well, nothing, because you two are like, I don't know, bloodhounds or something. (laughs) They figured out that in addition to all the traditional mommy blogger shit, making freezer meals, cutesy crafts, she was also super into QAnon conspiracies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Save the children. Yep. Pedophiles are everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone's getting kidnapped. The Dems are raping kids. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. I think they're drinking blood, too. That's correct. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Why can't they have Gatorade? They just can't have Gatorade. They've got to have children's blood. Gosh. Yeah, so this story she cooked up was kind of perfect for her audience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So worth noting, Katie's obsession with QAnon came up a lot in the prosecution's filings before trial, but the prosecutor opted not to touch that shit at trial. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, probably a good probably choice. Good Instead, they focused on the difference between what actually happened that day and what Katie said happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They called the original officer who spoke to Katie on December 7th. They went over what she'd said to the dispatcher that day. They went over her follow-up meeting with police on December 14th. In that interview, which took place after she posted the videos, she was much more confident that an attempted kidnap had occurred. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She looked at the surveillance footage and told the officer, I'm 100 percent sure that's them. 100 percent. They reached for my children. Stroller, 100 percent. They were saying things they shouldn't have been saying about my kids. Okay. 
The prosecution showed the jury surveillance footage from the parking lot. Where none of that happened. happened. Mm -hmm. So the footage showed, (laughs) get ready to be scandalized. The footage showed that the Martinez's parked about two cars away from Katie and they got out of their car and entered the store and three minutes later so did she so th- they didn't even follow, follow her in she went in Holy after them shit. oh my goodness two minutes later a man in a white van pulled into a spot a couple cars away from Katie's he walked into Michael's and that was about two minutes after Katie had walked yeah. in footage so from about five minutes after the Martinez's because right. I'm good at math and it's all planned out perfectly. This is a big right. operation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, have you seen these claims of like this stuff like circulating on Facebook? No, I don't have the same Facebook friends that you do. Okay. <laughs> no, like this shit gets shared all over Facebook. Like, I was at Walmart this evening. And <laughs> I had my child in the cart when I noticed there were three men. Of unknown ethnicity <laughs> circulating throughout the store, all on cell phones, oh my watching God. us every step yep. of the way. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The weirdest thing is that all three men were also drinking blood. Right. <laughs> and no one said shit Have to them. Have you seen shit like that? Who the fuck am I friends with on Facebook? I don't know. That does not show up in my Facebook feed. I think so. (laughs) No, that is nuts. Now, I knew that the QAnon people were real anti-pedophile, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have things in common with folks, Yeah, we're all (laughs) anti-pedophile. Yeah. Yes. 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 I am not pro-inventing pedophiles, though, and no. I think that's where we yeah. diverge. Exactly. Actual pedophiles? Yes. 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 We are all anti-actual pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Footage from inside the store showed that Eddie and Sadie had stood near Katie and her children <gasps> in line. How dare they? That was mm-hmm. all they did. Yeah. There was truly nothing to see. Yeah. Eddie and Sadie both took the stand. Um <laughs> Okay, I loved Eddie's testimony. So Eddie testified, you know, he describes this like very normal trip to Michael's. He said he went in with Sadie and he was hungry and he wanted to leave to go have lunch at this Chinese place that he liked. It was kind of nearby. That's kind of why he went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he found out that the Chinese place was closed. So he was kind of pissed. Yeah. What a waste of a trip. So... If at some point he seemed angry, it was just because <laughs> he wanted Chinese food and he wasn't getting it. That is literally That's... the whole story. If, if being upset about not getting Chinese food is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> like, at no point did this man describe anyone's children. He was literally just like out with his wife at yeah. the craft store thinking, Oh, the oh, Chinese and Chinese food out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie and Sadie both testified that they'd never met Katie before December 7th. I feel like I don't even need to say all this part. Obviously, they had no desire to kidnap yeah, anybody. Yeah. They had five yes. kids. These people, yeah. I mean, they didn't even need yeah. anymore. I mean, they were maybe hoping somebody would take one of <laughs> yeah. their hands for a little while. <laughs> there wasn't much for the defense to cross-examine because, I mean... Yeah. Wait, what are you going to say? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And what do you typically order at this Chinese, Chinese restaurant? restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
The prosecution probably wanted to also call the old man and the caretaker, but those two people had never been They'd never come forward and, how, and you know. Yeah. How and again, they hadn't done, done anything. anything, so there's yeah. really nothing to yeah, exactly. talk about. The prosecution called Ed Crosby, an investigator for the police department who provided more insight on the prosecution's theory that Katie had done this to boost her social media profile. Ed testified that Katie had launched her blog, Motherhood Essentials, on July 28, 2020, less than five months before she made her videos about Michael's. Mm-hmm. He showed a photo that Katie had posted of herself outside a theater carrying a sign that called for the end of human trafficking. Yep. Oh, jeez. Yep. What, are you two pro-human trafficking? No, but it's not what she says it is. This isn't no. how it's happening. This is not how it's happening. This is... Yeah, this is all QAnon. Yeah. Human trafficking is very real. There are lots of people in America in human trafficking situations This is not how it happens. This is not how it happens. Most of the people in human trafficking in America are migrant workers. Well, and and a lot of people who are human trafficked are trafficked by people they know. Yeah, exactly. Also by people who they have followed into a Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's how these things work. Yeah. And then they do the one-two step outside Uh your car for a minute or two. Yeah, that's real weird. I can't. I mean, I can imagine if that's what they really did, that that would look weird, but I don't think that they did they that. They literally didn't do didn't that. Didn't do that Yeah, I know. They yeah. didn't, they didn't do yeah. that. I mean, I could see it being weird if somebody was walking towards you, walking back, walking towards you. Yeah, but that would be weird. Not, it would be weird, yeah. It didn't happen. It really didn't happen. Yeah. And there's proof in the surveillance video mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it didn't happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. And stories like this are really harmful to actual human trafficking. Yes, victims. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. This causes a lot I of read, damage. I read this whole article. I mean, it's been years ago, so I'm going to remember one fact from it about this woman who was like, who was trafficked as a child by her father. Yeah. And she's like, human trafficking is not what people say it is. It's yeah. not this QAnon thing. I, it's. I have seen a dateline about human trafficking and it, this girl, she was a high school student. She was being trafficked by her boyfriend. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, like oftentimes that's, by people that they know. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. It's just Why does your face look like that? <laughs> it's just a really sad issue. And it like, is. It is. It's awful. Is I making just, up these fake stories. I think it's also it's that thing of there are so many elements of her story, her fake story mm-hmm. that you kind of want to identify with yeah. of like, okay, you know, because it's funny. When the story first came out, there were a lot of people who I hate to say victim blaming because she's obviously not a victim. Right. But right. We were like, well, what that happened to you and you didn't, you know, do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And she came out and was like, you know what? I was in a situation that I thought I knew how I would act, but I mm-hmm. didn't know. And it just go. And there's a part of me that's that. Like appreciates that. Yeah, so much. absolutely. And then yes. it turns out it's all bullshit. Yes. Yes. I'll never believe another woman again, I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. oh Lord. <laughs> We've got off the rails. <laughs> We've got clear out of the other side. <laughs> 
I've got some theories I want to share with you ladies today. <laughs> How are there so many mattress stores? <laughs> <laughs> That is how they would get because <laughs> yes, I that's do the wonder. One you can get behind. Yeah, I do yes. wonder how the hell there are yes. so many mattress stores. They're yeah. everywhere, and there's never anybody. There's no in one them. in them ever. And when was the last time you bought a fucking new mattress? I yeah. mean, I did buy one a couple years ago, but I bought it off exactly. the internet. You did not exactly. go to a mattress. I did not store. go to yes. a ma- no. mattress store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I buy a new one every week just to get <laughs> mattress stores in business. <laughs> I have a gift for you all now. Oh, okay. It's that Katie took the stand in her own defense. Oh, Fuck. man. Yes. What, is, what did she say? <laughs> okay. Has this lady learned nothing in... Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes that's <laughs> correct. That is correct. And I wish I'd seen a video of this because I bet this was like the most delicious moment that's ever happened. So she took the stand and she tried to introduce herself first as a mother. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> someone had to be like... We're looking for your legal name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, I'm, I'm a, a mother. mother and a momfluencer. <laughs> I am a mother, a wife, <laughs> and a Christian. <laughs> uh, we're not making fun of religion, by the way, just in case anybody has yes. a no. fly no, up their butt or a bee up is. their yeah. bonnet, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Nat in your vagina. I don't know. Either we way. On, we could go on for days. Yes. And in fact, we will. <laughs> Katie often spoke directly to the jury. She said that the COVID pandemic had made her feel apprehensive and uneasy. She said that she was very worried for her children, particularly for her son who has autism. She said that she filmed those videos not to boost her social media profile, but because she felt so guilty about not handling the situation the right way. Okay. She said, I felt I had dropped the ball in protecting my kids. Okay. She said that when she made that report to the police, her intent was to, quote, report behavior that I felt was suspicious. But given the gift of time and, you know, evidence, she now realizes that her children were never in danger. She she realizes well, I mean, that now. That's, that's good that she admits that. I mean, she kind of yeah, because it was to, an, right because it was an honest mistake. Yes, no, it was an honest mistake. No. She for sure didn't do this intentionally. Yeah, uh-huh. so she's yeah. just trying to play it up like, oh, I freaked myself out and yeah. got scared. Yeah. Not that this whole thing was just yeah, because that's made out. legal. I mean, if you get scared and you say something, yeah, dumb to the cops. Right. I mean, that's not that's not a crime. That's not a crime. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you fully make something up, yes, right. that is a crime. That is a crime. <laughs> And that's what she did here. So I um, she said, and I quote, my opinion is that I misinterpreted the events that day. OK. On cross-examination, Deputy District Attorney Robert Weiner got her talking about the feelings. Robert Weiner? Weiner. Okay. W-A-N-E-R. I saw both Excuse of your me. faces. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it like with kind of an accent. My house is never going to be the same. No, you two, you look like Donnie Robert and Kit when Wainer. I say the word treat. You two both were like, <laughs> I thought you were saying wiener with kind of a southern accent. <laughs> I'm very sorry, ladies. I've got no wieners for you tonight. 
You'll have to look elsewhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, this wiener fella started talking about her feelings of apprehension and unease. And he said, no records show that you had any history of panic attacks or anxiety, which is inconvenient for her whole argument. Yeah. Right? He asked her about a TV interview that she did after her videos went viral. Katie said that she'd only done that interview not to gain more fame. No, 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 no. no. just to spread awareness. Actually, Brandy, it was to make the TV station go away. Okay. What? Yeah, they were just, they were all over. Oh my gosh, leave me Okay, fine. (laughs) Fine, I'll do the interview. (laughs) My God. Truth is, she wanted to escape the attention. She's just like me. She doesn't want any more attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and she just popped her tits out oh, for you the world wish. to see. My gosh, what a <laughs> fantasy. In closing arguments, the prosecutor argued that Katie should be held accountable for what she did. Yes. Yes. He said that no reasonable person would find themselves in that situation, which, by the way, was like nothing. A nothing, nothing. situation. And nothing happened. come to the conclusion that, oh, my God, they were trying to take my, my kids. kids. were nearly kidnapped. <laughs> Kidnap. Oh, that's right. Kidnap. <laughs> the defense argued that the prosecution hadn't proven that Katie knew she was wrong when she talked to the police. He asked the jurors to ask themselves whether they thought Katie believed her children were in danger that day. He said, if the answer to that is yes, you must find her not guilty. The jury of eight men and four women deliberated for five hours. Ultimately, what they decide? I'm about to tell you, ma'am. They found her not guilty on the first two counts. Oh, is that my phone? No, it's mine. <gasps> Man, you badass! Yeah, what are you doing? Who's texting you? Who's texting you? Lisa. Some she wants the blood pressure oh. machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty exciting text. Yeah. Yeah. Really important information. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Anyway, I'm just getting down to the verdict here. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Please. Kind of a critical moment mm-hmm. in the podcast, Casey. I wow. didn't choose to text message myself right now. Do you know how to put your phone in do not disturb mode? Okay, I'm sorry. Casey goes to movie theaters. Her phone's just going off the whole time. People it's are in my like, purse at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> they found her not guilty on the first two counts, mm-hmm. but guilty for lying to police during her December 14th interview. Okay. So... Lying to the dispatcher, lying to that first police officer. I think they felt like there was – she expressed enough doubt there. Yeah. That they kind of gave her the benefit, benefit of, of the, the doubt. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> she faces a maximum of six months in jail, and she'll be sentenced next month. Hmm. So stay tuned. Yeah, I think – I think that if she's really like a QAnon believer, mm-hmm. that there is a possibility that she believed that – this was real for a second mm-hmm. and then played that up to then yeah and grow her audience um okay so there that's possible i mean it still doesn't fit the reasonable person no there, that's not no reasonable. not at all it's not reasonable at all but i mean the fact that this couple like literally didn't never, say any yes, of those. Never things. interacted I, with her in any way. I I literally think she saw a Hispanic couple and she's like, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah. And they parked. Yeah, it's very to her. possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to end with a quote from Sadie. 
She said, jail won't fix the systems that allow the Katie's of the world to do these things in the first place. She's just a little piece of a big puzzle. That's absolutely true. And that is the story of an attempted kidnap. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh my gosh. Thanks. I hated it. Yeah. That oh, you got a real wild. light one, do you? No, not so much. Uh, oh, well, what the, what what the, the fuck, fuck is happening now? It's the computer noise. Oh. My computer went to sleep and now it's awake. Everyone, Casey's computer has some virus because of all the weird stuff she looks at she online. She looks at weird porn. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> I guess too much porn will do that to you. Brandy, what's the weird porn? Do you want to describe it? Um, yeah, she, it's, what's weird is that she's really into balloons, balloons, balloons. Kind of ruined it when she saw her sister on the side. That really put a damper on that fetish. I need a new fetish, but how do you get a new fetish? I mean, right? (laughs) You like what you like. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. I just hope to never. balloons for her. (laughs) To never see Brandy on there again. (laughs) Okay, ladies, to start off, most of this, it comes from an episode of Dateline titled A Walk in the Rain. Who is our correspondent? Josh Mankiewicz. Ooh, okay. friend of the show. Yes. Yeah. Now <laughs> that we we're best friends mean now. To him. So Josh Mankiewicz, I didn't really know this, but James is the one who told me all this. James is my husband. He is the grandson of... Um, hold the fucking phone. James is not the one who told oh, you this. Oh, maybe you told me I this. I fucking told you this. You did? I don't remember that. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, First I told James, too, and I blew James's fetish. mind oh, with it. Oh, maybe that's what happened. Okay. Anyway, continue with your false well, yeah. narrative. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh Mankiewicz, he's the grandson of the famous screenwriter Herman Mankiewicz, who wrote Citizen Kane. Yeah. Oh, like the shit. best movie of all time. And his brother is the Turner Classic yes, Movies guy. Yes, his brother is Ben, ben Mankiewicz, who oh does all God. the movies yes. on Turner Classic Movies. Holy shit. Yes. No, that's crazy. I've been watching Turner Classic Movies forever, and I've known who Josh Mankiewicz was forever. I had, I had no, no idea, idea that they were related. Were brothers. That is so cool that James told you that. Yes, okay. I know. Anyway, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, are you getting all this? I bet your mind's pretty blown, too. This is the first time I'm hearing this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then I also found a really good article by Robin Bearfield on Medium.com. I did not put the title of the... That's okay. Okay, I I definitely wrote it later in my notes, but so... Anyway, she did a great job. Most of this is me just paraphrasing her article and Josh from Dateline, so... I'm not a writer, so any mistakes or clunkiness are on me. Nobody else. So. No, you don't need a disclaimer. You're doing great. Okay. We don't know that she's doing great. You have she no might idea. Have pure shit ahead. <laughs> All right. Picture it. Yes. <laughs> Alaska, <gasps> land of the midnight sun. Ooh. Oh, yeah. From, have we covered? Alaska? I don't know that we've done any Alaska cases. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. So, from mid-April to mid-August, there are places in Alaska where the sun doesn't even really set. Like it gets dim. Like dusk like kind of situation. Dusk, but the yeah. sun never goes down. So if you're north of the Arctic Circle, if from those periods of time, the sun doesn't set. And then in the winter, like it's the, the sun opposite. doesn't come it's out. It's just dark for fucking it's just dark. ever. That sounds terrible. Yes, it's, <laughs> okay, so Nome, Alaska sits about 150 miles south of the Arctic Circle. So the sun does go down there, but it's 
closer to how much of this is going to be a geography lesson? Just this first pa- paragraph, and <laughs> then we're done. So rude! I know it is rude. Is. She, she loves geography. I love geography. She loves geography. I do. <laughs> so yes, you're going to get the geography and the population demographics. You just sit tight. I'll power we'll through. Get through it. Okay. Will you? Will yes. you? It seems like you're going to be an asshole. <laughs> so, yes. It is so hot in here. Either, but I am also <laughs> okay. Hot now. Um, it's, Brandy, can you reach that? Or? I don't think so. I don't know. Let's see. This is your moment, a new beginning. Woo-hoo! All right. Okay, is that gonna be like? Is that too much? Do I gotta try and reach again? I think you is might. Is already to reach celebrated? <laughs> can you do it again? Pull something. I might. Oh, oh. Okay, very good. Okay, okay, awesome. Good thing you had your emotional support, Cammy. It's a good thing I brought my Stretch Armstrong arms today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look embarrassed at me, Chris. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> See, I only make really good jokes, so I'm embarrassed when you say something dumb. <laughs> okay, so back to our geography lesson. Nome sits on the Norton Sound on the Bering Sea and is closer to Russia than the rest of the U.S. I can see Russia from my house. I mean, you could I can probably. Get Russia from my house. <laughs> uh, Nome is most famous for being uh, really Gold small Rush. and having a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say only hilarious jokes. <laughs> It is the most famous gold rush town in Alaska. Oh. So in the early 90s, people flocked there from all over the world. And it's also famous for being the place where the Iditarod ends. And there's that song about it. Gnome, if you want to. Oh, my God. That was terrible. That was awful. Oh, no. Casey, this is going to be like when Norm was on and we just harassed him the whole time. The whole time. Yes, I remember that episode. Oh, no. Okay, so back to the story. Literally, all you've said is like the name of a town. We've gone off the rails. Shit. Okay, I'm raining it back in. Me too. So approximately 3,800 people live in Nome. Okay. That's very small. Yeah. Yes, that's a small town. <laughs> but yes. that is the big city in Alaska. Wow. Yes. So Norm, no, not Norm, <laughs> Nome is actually the 15th largest city oh. in Alaska, but All it's right. still only, the 15th largest city has, has 3,800 people. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really, really small. Yeah. Not a real densely not, populated area. Yes, exactly. But I think it feels really big to the Nome. Yeah. <laughs> It is home of the gnomes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are going to so <laughs> are you? <laughs> okay. Sonia Dora Ivanov was born on April 13th, 1984. She's the fourth of six children, and she was from the small village of Unakalit. Or no, Unalakalit. I knew I was going to say it wrong. That's, That's okay. okay. Unakalit. Brandy always messes up pronunciation. which is about 150 miles southeast of Nome, and the population there is about 700 people. Oh wow! Most of the residents of Unalakleet are Native Alaskans, including Sonia and her family. She was a bright spark in such a small town, and everyone knew who she was. 
hell, half the town was family. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Exactly. And yeah, so... You know, it's the Dateline story. She lit up a room. Everybody loved her. She's popular. But, I mean, it seems to really be true. They have tons of photos, and she's beautiful. Yeah. She's a star on her high school basketball team. She's 5'11". Oh. So she was tall and, like, in a little town. Yeah. Yeah. So then she was also an honor roll student. She was also extremely proud of her heritage. Very proud of being a native Alaskan. She even entered into the Arctic Native Brotherhood pageant in hopes of winning some scholarship money. So, like, it's not a traditional beauty pageant uh-huh. where mm-hmm. they they sh- go and they talk about, you know, they put on their native yeah. clothing. Sounds like it's not degrading in any way. It, That's a I shame. Mean, at least... It didn't look like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they present things that they made. So she like made a pair of mittens out of like mm-hmm. fur. Oh, so like they cool. yeah. skills and stuff. And yeah. so like it's it it just looked really it's cool. A pageant, it's, but it's, not it's a pageant, like a but not pageant. like a beauty pageant. Yeah. 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 So opportunities were really slim in Unilaclete. Only seven hundred people. There's only so much you could do there. So Sonia and her best friend Timory moved to Nome for better opportunities after high school. What? Okay, so she's your age. So She's my age, yes. So So that's kind of one of the things that really resonated with me, too. So it's 2003 when she moves to Nome. And so she graduated the same year I did in 2002. Mm -hmm. So they moved there for job prospects. And Sonia's got, like, a whole plan. She knows what she wants to do. This is just the stepping stone of what she wants Mm -hmm. for her life. She wanted to go somewhere warm and go to college. And moving to Nome was a way to save up money and, you know work at a job so she could start this process, take some classes and stuff. But but she really ultimately wanted to move to Hawaii. Oh, okay. Oh, well, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to move yeah. to Hawaii, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not going to happen, but... Don't you dare move to Hawaii. I'm not moving to Hawaii. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So she... Um, got a job at the admission desk at a local hospital, and then she and Timory shared an apartment. Neither one of them had a car, so they walked everywhere. And Nome isn't huge. I was going to say, is that common in that area? I don't know if it's it's common. They do. It's cold. (laughs) That would be the thing that would bother me. It's like, can you walk everywhere in the winter in Nome? I don't know. But they didn't have any concerns about it. They felt safe walking around. What do people do after they're done with their dog sleds at the end of the Iditarod? I guess they just leave them on the side of the road. And then you can just hitch one of those to work, maybe? (laughs) I don't think that's a real thing. (laughs) No, it's not. But Nome was such a small place, and they weren't worried about it. They yeah. didn't have anything to worry about, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. bad happens. Nothing bad happens to people. Yeah. Yeah. I sense it. Mm-hmm. On the night of August 10th, 2003, Sonia and Timory went over to a friend's house. They played some board games. They hung out. You Do you know, know what board games they played? I don't. They oh, didn't say. Very disappointing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, they're young kids. They did a little bit of drinking, but Sonia only had one beer. Timory didn't have anything because she yeah. had to get up and go to work. So, like, they're not drunk. Yeah. Not no, that it even not matters if they were. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. So, they're just having fun with friends. Yeah. Um, Timory had to be at work early the next morning. So, she decided to go ahead and just crash at her other friend's house because it was closer and she really needed to get to sleep because mm-hmm. she had to be up in, like, four hours. Okay. So, Sonia didn't have to go back to work until Tuesday. So, she's like... I'm, I'm going to stay up. I'm yeah. going to have fun. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to have yeah. fun. She's like, you know what? 
it's starting to mist outside and you know I really like the rain she like had a special relationship with it she loved to go for walks in the rain oh okay so it's not actually raining it's just misting so it's like the perfect weather to yeah. do that yeah. and it's August so it's nice outside yeah. and it's like midnight and the sun has just gone yeah, down it's not, so okay. it's not even really hardly dark yeah. you know so at around 1am they split up and she headed home on foot and then Timory went to her other friend's house. Mm-hmm. Timory came home around 5 a.m. to get ready for work, and she was surprised she didn't see Sonia anywhere in their apartment. And she thought that was strange because, you know, Sonia left to walk home. Yeah. But she's like, okay, well, maybe on the way home she ran into somebody, decided to go to somebody else's house. It's no big deal. She, she'll mm-hmm. be home later. Yeah. So. But she didn't hear from her all day. Usually when something like that happens and they don't connect again before they've been home, Sonia will call her at work. I'm going to say this is before texting This is really, really before texting. Yeah. Yeah. This is before neither of these girls have cell phones because, uh-huh. you know, they're saving all their money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. th- yeah. it's just not common. So they like she when she called her at work, she had to call on her work phone mm-hmm. like she calls her on a landline. Yeah. Um, so she, Timory does some calling around. She's like, this is weird. I haven't heard from her yet. You know, I'll call some of my other friends and stuff and see if anybody's seen her. But nobody had. Mm-hmm. So Timory gets home from work and she can tell Sonia has still not been there. Wow. So like she says, she specifically knows because Sonia's makeup bag was not touched. And Sonia mm-hmm. didn't go places without looking nice. She, I don't know anybody like that. Yeah. She does. She, <laughs> Some people don't wear, even get in bed without <laughs> a full face of makeup. Isn't that and right, She Brady? does her hair and like she yeah. likes to look nice. Yeah. So the, she's like, there's no way yeah. that she went out or went to work with no makeup on. Right. And that's just not going to happen. Timory goes to sleep, wakes up in the morning, and Sonia has still not come home. Mm-hmm. So now it's Tuesday morning. She hasn't seen her since... One o'clock, basically Monday night, and hasn't spoken and to hasn't her at all. And hasn't spoken to her at all. And nobody that she has called has seen her. Okay, so she's getting yeah, very, she's concerned. very yeah. concerned. So she called the police, and she actually asked if it's possible that Sonia was in lockup there, like she had. Oh, she got now been picked yeah. up, taken into custody. You know, right. maybe she's in jail. You know, she's not at the hospital because she checked that. I mean, she worked mm-hmm. at the hospital, yeah. Yeah. so she's not there. So. But they said, no, no, there's nobody here by that name. So she didn't really know what to do. And she decided on Tuesday after getting off work, she was going to file a missing persons report. So she goes to the police station, but she's not excited about it. The known police department is predominantly white mm-hmm. and have a history of not really taking serious complaints and crimes against the Alaska natives. Mm -hmm. But she didn't know what else to do at this point. Mm -hmm. So she did report Sonia missing to an officer there and just kind of was given the... Like the uh, run around the brush off. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably just out partying somewhere. She'll turn up eventually. It'll be fine. Hate that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So... Meanwhile, Sonia's older sister, Christina, and her husband, Tom, they live in Nome also, and they have now found out that Sonia didn't show up for work on Tuesday, and they're very concerned because that's just not like her. So they're driving around the streets looking for her and trying to think of who she might be with if, if she's not home. And they settle on this guy whose name was Kunik. He and Sonia were friends, but... They knew that Kunuk was interested in more and Sonia was not. Mm-hmm. 
So Tom went to the police station because they couldn't find Kunuk. He wasn't at home. But he thought, I guess something that's really common up here is going out hunting and staying in these hunting camps. Oh, okay. So he went to the police to see if they happened to know where his camp was so that they could try to contact him. Yeah. But the police are just like, hey, don't worry about it. She's going to show up. There's no reason to get involved in this. And mm-hmm. Oh, great. Like, oh, that cool. feels awesome. That's, that's If nice. we don't care, why should you? <laughs> right, exactly. So... Wow. Sonia's boss at the hospital finally called the police to report that Sonia had not showed up for work. And the police department at this point have now been it's been reported that she's missing like three times. Yeah. So they're actually finally going to start doing something. So on Wednesday, they sent an officer out to speak to Timory. Um, His name is Byron Redburn. And he asked lots of leading questions about like Sonia's mental health. And how she and her roommate got along, you know, how she and Tamari oh, got. Maybe they got into a big, a big fight. fight. She's and had she's, depression, yeah, you know, so exactly. she just wandered off. Yeah. yeah. He records the conversation, and they did play it on the Dateline episode. And you can hear, like, how scared she is. And she's like, this is just not like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would have come home. And you can just hear in his voice that he's just like, eh. Not nothing. taking it seriously. Another missing girl. Yeah. Not, yeah. So, just... That's there so was definitely awful. not any sort of urgency yeah, whatsoever right. in their response to this missing person. She's a missing 19-year-old girl, and there's only 3,200 people in town. Yeah. Right. What else do they have to do? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Assholes. Yes. <laughs> so on Wednesday evening, now they've had the three reports filed. They've gone out to talk to the best friend. The chief of police gets involved, and he brings in the local fire department. For search and rescue. Okay. I was like, what the fuck's the fire department doing? So because okay. this is so small and they have a volunteer fire department, the fire department is also in charge of, okay. of rescue. And so they send out boats because it's on the ocean. Yeah. And then also uh, send people to start canvassing areas outside of town. Mm-hmm. And around 830 on Wednesday night, a volunteer firefighter noticed fresh tire tracks down a rarely used road. Mm. I mean, I think that is incredible that this guy spotted no this. No shit. Yeah. That he could tell that this road did not normally get traveled down and that there somebody had been out in mm-hmm. recently. So instead of going so down the road. if it's a community of a lot of hunters, that right. kind of makes sense that you'd be paying. Yeah, you, would, right. you would notice yeah, things yeah. like that things, more yeah. so than like. I, yeah. And all the roads, it looks like in these videos, are all like mud and dirt yeah. and gravel. So yeah. like they definitely show traffic. Yeah. Yeah. He immediately went to the police station to report it, and then an officer accompanied him back to the scene um, with bags and cameras and other equipment to document, like, anything that might be down there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this road was to an old gold mine, and there along a trail right next to the mine, they found the body of Sonia Ivanov. Mm. She was completely naked except for one sock. And she had a gunshot wound to the back of her head. Oh, God. Uh, Friends and family were immediately notified, and they were shocked. Yeah. Like, that's not possible. Right. Who would would hurt her? Mm -hmm. Everybody loved her. She had so many friends. You know, she got along with everybody. She's not the type of person to have an enemy. So how did she disappear and then get shot in the back of the head? Mm -hmm. Um, the police department did open the murder investigation. Um, not a moment too soon. Not yeah, right. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. But it was clear from the beginning that this case was just 
too much for them to handle. They don't. So they called in. Yes. Oh, so good. They do call in the Alaska Bureau of Investigation to help help with the case. Mm-hmm. Is that similar to the Alaska Bureau of Investigation? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'd she say? Did she? I don't know. I Alaska. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> See, Casey, you did this because you said she was right about something. That's right. Yeah, my head's huge right now. Exactly. <laughs> say something terrible about her so that she gets cut down to size. I'm what really, we say? really bad about being put on the spot and thinking of things. You're oh. ju- yeah, no. <laughs> I'm oh, terrible at that. Mm. Yeah, you probably couldn't think of anything bad to say about me anyway because I'm so wonderful. Hmm. Hmm. And I control how often you see London. I mean, that is true. See, and there's the threat. Yeah. She's like, I've, I've given her some time. Yes. I feel like maybe Kristen will jump in with something. <laughs> so then the threats come. That's yeah. Right. All right. All right. Okay. So this is the part of the Dateline episode where they imbue the investigator. Your undercarriage smells like a fine cheese. That's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> it's me cutting you down to size. So rude. <laughs> and not even true, thanks to our new sponsorship from Lumi. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do like that Lumi stuff. It, yes. <laughs> no cheese here. See, this that's was just right. me doing a free ad that's for Lumi. Right. They didn't even uh-huh. pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they bring in the investigator and they interview him just kind of about the process oh, yeah. of mm-hmm. investigating a crime like this because investigating crimes in Alaska is a lot different than investigating crimes here. Uh-huh. For one thing, Towns in Alaska are not connected like everything here, you know, like by interstate and stuff like that. You can't just drive from city to city in Alaska. Um, Nome, you you have to fly in everywhere and you fly into these little airports. And Mm -hmm. so all these towns have little airports because there's, you know, there's lakes and stuff and the roads don't connect. And it's um, so oftentimes, like the first 24 to 48 hours after they're called in, they're still just trying to get on scene. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, crimes in the lower 48, they say, if you don't have, you know, so much information by the first 48 hours, you're then you're not going to yeah. solve the case. Well, so the crime lab in Alaska where they send the samples to and any evidence that needs to be reviewed or anything like that is an anchorage. How far away is that? It's 700 miles away. Wow. From so it's far. Thank you. <laughs> but you know what? I would walk 500 miles. Yeah. And I would walk 500 more just to get those samples to the lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> so. Casey's so annoyed with so She's done. She's going to walk out of here. We're not going to hear the end of this case. Okay. Just for the record, I'm on page five of 20, so we got to keep going. All right. <laughs> I feel like the bad reviewers are inside the house yes. now. <laughs> Too many tangents. <laughs> okay, so it's 700 miles away yeah. to Anchorage. Yeah. And so the police department in Nome, they took a bunch of pictures, and then they just basically covered the entire scene with tarps. Oh, okay. Including the body. They just left it there, put down tarps, and... Oh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, they didn't even have a... a a way to collect you, any of the evidence or move her body or anything, oh, and they didn't want to disturb, disturb anything. anything. So, wow, they just 
covered it up and put it under guard. I thought that was really weird. It's that not is really, so bizarre to me. It's not really that pertinent to the case. No, I just but thought that it was bizarre. so weird that they just huh. left her there for like two days until they got on yeah. site. Wow. Yeah. If I were her family member, I, I, would, I would not, not care for that care either. for that at all. Yeah. No, me uh, neither. But I do see the importance of, of preserving, preserving the scene. The scene. It's, yeah. Wouldn't you be worried that an animal... Well, exactly. Well, that's exactly so what that's I'm thinking. why they put a guard detail on it. So oh, to okay. keep the animals out. And also because there's grizzlies. And so they like had to sit watch outside the, to make Good sure that Lord. the body wasn't tampered oh with. Because there's bears. Gosh. So, yeah. Investigator Carrie Cathcart caught the first flight to Nome. And she was the first to really examine the scene. And right away she noticed a few things... Um, left behind. Mm-hmm. There were tire treads in a pool of blood made by Sonia's body. So someone had driven through after driven her body was there. The blood after she had been shot and her body oh. bled. Okay. So that could mean that like the killer had to reverse or right. I mean, so yeah. basically they're saying they think that there's those are the killers. These tire are the tracks. killers' yeah. tire tracks. Yeah. One thing they noticed that was very unusual was that there were three of the same tire and one different. Mm. There was also some paint transfer on this branch that kind of over grew like over the down. trail, hung down. Uh-huh. And they could tell it was high enough up on the branch that they knew it had to be from a truck or an SUV. Yeah. And it was light blue. But we're looking for a light blue SUV with three of one tire, one, maybe it's got a donut on? Is yeah, that what we're thinking? Something like that. So a trucker SUV, light blue in color. <laughs> Kristen said maybe a long job. <laughs> I, I mouthed it, though, <laughs> because I respect that you're on page five and there's no time. <laughs> She's got to be on page six by now. I am on, I am on page six now. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, maybe it was a long job. <laughs> Okay, so when Sonia had initially gone missing, Timory went to the police station to file the missing persons report, and they had her make a list of Sonia's friends. And so this list is now the starting point for murder suspects. And this list, let me tell you, this was real professional. It is written on an envelope. What? And they have taken pictures. Like our grandmother does? Yes. What, does your grandmother only write on envelopes? Yes. She specifically saves... Okay, so you know when you get like a bill and it's got the separate envelope inside of it? She saves those specifically to make lists on. (laughs) Why? I don't know. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But so like they're so unconcerned about this. Yeah, that that they're like, here, jot it down on this envelope. envelope. They don't even Uh, have like an actual piece of paper or anything. Right, or anything like official. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just Timory made a list on a on an envelope that had even been mailed. It had postage marks mm-hmm. on it. So it's basically some, somebody fished it out of the trash. Yeah. Okay. So one of the names on the list was Kunick. Mm-hmm. So Kunick's real name was Daniel Angusuk. He was described as having a bad temper, but underneath that tough exterior, friends described him as a teddy bear. I knew you were going to say teddy bear. I thought she was going to say murderer. (laughs) (laughs) ABI investigators looked into him, and they say they definitely have evidence of temper and hot-headedness, but not so much softer side. Mm. But, I mean... Does he have... 
Does he have a record? Um, there were some domestic violence issues mm-hmm. um, between him and and an ex-girlfriend that he had a child with, and he was well-known to the known police department. Okay. And I'll go into details about any sort of crimes or anything mm-hmm. like that, and I didn't look up to see if I could yeah. find him. But, yeah, so just that he was, they knew who he was, yeah. and they were always keeping an eye on him. So he's their main person of interest in this case very quickly, not just because of his interest in Sonia or his temper, but Kunick drove a light blue truck. Oh, You're did he? You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. And they notice that one of the tires doesn't match the others, oh. and it's the correct tire. Yeah, that yeah is, that matches is, the tracks. Yes. Yeah. So was this the truck that had been at the scene? Well, it sure seems like it, Casey. <laughs> 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 do you remember you used to do this in early episodes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because yep. that's Could how Dateline does, does it. Yeah, yes. this, this is how Dateline <laughs> does, day does, does it. It is how Dateline does it. I yes. solved this problem by making fun of yes. her rel- relentlessly. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Abuse is the key. <laughs> <laughs> she broke me like a wild mustard. <laughs> Okay, so the ABI has continued processing the scene, and what they thought were initial lucky breaks, you know, finding those those things, really dried up very quickly. Mm-hmm. So with the exception of those couple of things that they found, you know, the tire tracks and the paint transfer, there's no other evidence at mm-hmm. the scene. There's no forensic evidence at all. Sonia's clothes have been completely removed, except for one sock. There's no foreign DNA on or near her body. Under her fingernails? There is no DNA under her fingernails. Wow. And they did a rape kit, and it comes back negative. She has not been sexually assaulted. Okay, so what about the bullet? Is it in her? I think the bullet is still in her Mm -hmm. her head, yes. Mm -hmm. The small amount of evidence they do have looks good for this guy. Yeah. So they bring him in Mm -hmm. and interview him, and then at the time they also take a look at his truck yeah so they found blood droplets on the floor of the cab of his truck yeah. oh my yeah they, they looked do a at, dna test on those calm down i'm sorry yeah so they I'll keep my pants on that's when you yell at me casey okay you say, keep, keep your, your pants, pants on. on yes okay <laughs> sorry so they also process the tires um with luminol and it yeah. turns out that they also show there's a significant amount of blood there mm-hmm. as well he had three rifles that he kept in the back of his truck, okay. um, one of which had blood on the butt of the gun. And there was also, they have a picture of his shoes that he was, he had like one pair of tennis shoes mm-hmm. and the side of one of them is covered in blood. And he was just wearing those around. You know, is, this, is this human blood? Because he is a hunter. Yeah. So they ask him, what the hell is all this blood for? Yeah. From, and he's like, you know? I just took me down a caribou and field dressed it. Not quite. Okay. <laughs> they have caribou. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so they got caribou in Alaska. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they went. They're having this conversation with him. He claims he's not seen Sonia in two weeks. Mm-hmm. He had seen her on the Friday before, but they didn't even speak to each other. They just like saw each other, waved, whatever. What is it possible that he just like happened to drive through? No. Where she was? No. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> according to him, 
He wasn't even in town when she went <gasps> missing. Did somebody use his truck? He and several friends had gone on a hunting trip about 70 miles outside of Nome. They left at 3 o'clock on Sunday and didn't come back until Monday evening, which means that he has an alibi. What about his truck? Was his truck with him or was it in Nome? I don't know. Okay. Continue okay. to wait. Keep my, that's, Stay tuned. Keep your pants on. Okay. I'm not going to keep saying no, that. No, you tell me to keep okay. saying that. You don't say okay. <laughs> All right, yes, I will if I keep my pants on. <laughs> I don't want to because it's pretty hot. hot. Take them off. <laughs> I mean, I don't use loogies. So I don't think you want me to take these off. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the officer interviewing Kunik noticed that he had a large scratch on his back, which the only thing I can think of is how he noticed that is that Kunik was doing this interview with no shirt on. Yeah, which was he topless? Weird. I don't know. Maybe they no, photographed they had, his body. Yeah. Maybe they specifically, they specifically had him take okay. his clothes off to photograph so, his yeah, body. So yeah, he claims that it was given to him. He got in a fight with his baby caribou. mama. <laughs> and the, the officer's like, you know what? I'm going to take you over to the hospital with the help of a nurse. We're going to take pictures, document all this okay. stuff. We're also going to take a DNA sample from yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. they do. Okay. Also, do they take samples of the blood from his shoes and the yes. and the car? So and the they butt do. Of the gun. Yes. Okay. Hadn't even occurred He's, to them to do that. They ask him about all this blood, yeah. and they're like, you know, there's blood here in your car. Yeah. There's there's blood on your tires. There's blood on your shoes. There's blood on this gun. They're like, what? If you didn't see Sonia and you were out camping, yeah, where did all this come from? He says that he hit a rabbit while driving. No. <laughs> what? Yes. Was it the biggest the rabbit? Biggest, it was, what's that? It what's was the, the Easter Harvey. Bunny. Harvey. No. That story what? about the giant imaginary yeah, rabbit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so he hits this rabbit and it doesn't die right away. And he can tell it's just laying in the road in misery. So he made it to the mercy killing yes. of this rabbit? This so. is the toughest fucking rabbit there's <laughs> Yes, so he says that he got out of the car and he hit it with the butt of his rifle to end its suffering. And at that time, he got blood on his shoes, which then dripped onto the inside of his cab, of his truck. Oh, my gosh. That sounds totally made up, right? Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Ridiculous. Except they're going to test it and it's going to come back as rabbit blood, isn't it? That is exactly right. It didn't... No! Shit! It's all animal blood. Oh, my God! It's all animal blood. Oh, my God! The tires on his truck do not match the tread. tread. (gasps) Holy shit! Shut up. The blue paint on his truck, also not a match. (gasps) His story... Totally checks out. Totally checks out. Entirely. He had nothing to do with this. (laughs) But... He looked so he good looked for so it good initially. For it. Yes. Holy shit. I would like to pause and apologize for <laughs> saying that he was clearly a murderer. <laughs> I believe I said that multiple times. I believe that's called yeah. pulling a brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Confidently wrong. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they're back to square one. Yeah. They have zero idea on what the heck is going on here. Is he sure he didn't do it? (laughs) (laughs) So, at this point, they're pulling officers off the investigation, reassigning them to other things. They're only, they had up to eight officers on the case, and now they're down to just two. Wow. Officer Redburn, who 
we've already met, and mm-hmm. then Officer Brian Wayavana, who um, he is the one who went and discovered her body with okay. the volunteer firefighter. Okay. So he's relatively new to the police force, and he did not really have any experience with ex- investigating murders. He kept expecting That's who you want on the case. Well, yeah, and he just kept expecting that they were going to assign another person or yeah. take him off and put somebody on in his place. And they're like, "No, you can handle it. You're the lead you investigator." Oh my gosh! Wait, how long had she been dead at this point? It's not very long, and it's they've already a couple of weeks. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah, they're already pulling people off, and like. This is such a small town. I mm-hmm. feel like this is solvable. But remember right. what the friend said. The friend said they don't care. The yeah. police department doesn't care when it, it's yeah, a Native Alaskan. Yeah, it's a Native Alaskan that they just don't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, I mean. I mean, that tracks. Yeah. yeah. Officer Wayavana does appear to be Native Alaskan. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever say if he is mm-hmm. or not, but he looks like it. Mm-hmm. But he's the only Native uh-huh. on the police force. Okay. So he is really excited, I guess, to get this opportunity. You know, he was actually personal friends with Sonia's sister, Christine, and her husband, Tom. Mm. So, like, he knew them. Oh, and wow. They actually, when he got assigned to it, were super excited because they're like, we He's going to take him. this seriously. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's going to take yeah. this seriously. He's going to solve it, mm-hmm. you know. But then Officer Wayavana got assigned to the night shift. And Officer Redburn worked during the day. Mm-hmm. So... The two investigators on this case are not working the same shifts and not working together. Shifts and they're not working together. Officer Wayavana is constantly asking Officer Redburn for updates, for information, you know, leaving notes and stuff, and he's getting no response whatsoever. And he's working nights, so he can't interview people. He can't go talk to people, and he's just like, "I, I need some help with this." Um, And they just kept brushing him the runaround, giving him the runaround. So he finally decides, he's like, "You know what?" I'm just going to start it over. I'm going to pull the case file and I'm going to read every single report or note in that file mm-hmm. since I can't get any information, you know, from mm-hmm. anybody else at the police station. Yeah. I'm just going to start over. So while he's doing that, he comes across something very interesting. There is a handwritten tip in the file. He mm-hmm. does not know who took it. It's not none of the officers wrote on it or anything. Right. It's just a tip that had never been checked out. What is it? So a woman named Florence had called in after she'd heard about Sonia's death, saying that she had information for them. Please call her back. And no one ever called her back? And no one ever called her back. Good Holy shit. So now we're four weeks after Sonia's murder at this point. Officer Wayavana is like, hey, chief, let's go for a ride. We got a tip to go check out. So he and the chief go and visit Florence at her home to see what she had to say. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be pretty common. They go to people's houses instead of bringing people down Uh to the station because like, they initially went to visit Kunick at his apartment too. Uh Yeah. Maybe to make people more comfortable. Make it more comfortable. And they do show like pictures of the police station. It is very small. So they probably just don't have a whole lot of space or anything. So... So Florence, it turns out, on the night of Sonia's disappearance, Florence and her sister had been out on their front deck smoking. They don't like to smoke in their house, so they're mm-hmm. sitting outside. And Sonia had actually walked by on her way home. Mm-hmm. Florence's sister actually knew Sonia, so they actually waved and said, hi, how you doing? You know, and Sonia saw them. So, yeah, they recognized her. They verified her, her recognized yeah. her. They know for sure it's her because they knew her, or one of them knew her. They noticed that there's a car following Sonia, or not a, a vehicle, uh-huh. following her pretty closely behind. And it's pretty obvious that it's 
creeping along, yeah. slowing down, and she's walking, so it's obviously, yeah. Yeah. you know, pretty clear you're being followed. Um, but then all of a sudden the car sped off mm-hmm. and went around the corner and they didn't see well, it. Because they saw the people on well, the, the porch, porch watching them. Yeah. But then they noticed at the very next corner, it came back in from another direction and cut in front of Sonia mm. to stop oh. her. So it intercepted her, yeah. and it's close enough, even though it's, you know, like a block down, that they can still see. Yeah. Sonia's actually leaning into the passenger window of this vehicle, and she's speaking to the driver. Okay, so it's somebody she so, knows. Yeah, and then Not she... Not necessarily. But, I mean, I probably in a, in a, yeah, in a, in a small, small town. Yeah. Yeah. Small, yeah, comfortable enough to talk to them. I yeah. mean, uh, and then she gets into the passenger seat. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. okay. And the vehicle drives Just off. drives off. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that is absolutely something. Do they have a description of the vehicle? And they even know what time it was. It was exactly one twenty-six a.m. because they looked at their watches. Well, yeah, they because it was it, weird. Yeah, because yeah. they thought it was weird. They are the last people to see Sonia a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, there is important information about that that car or mm-hmm. that vehicle. It wasn't just any car. Is it a fucking police car? It's a known police car. <gasps> Oh shit! Holy shit! Oh no! Holy shit! Is it the guy on the day shift? Red, red, bu- red, red mane, red something. Red, red bird. bird. Red bird. Red bird. Red bird. It's Brian Redburn. Byron Redburn. Byron. Was his name, but you know I mean, no, I will tell you, no, it is okay. not. Okay. Okay. Joe Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Officer Wayavana was like, holy crap that's big uh we he and the chief agree right on the spot they're like okay bureau of investigation has to come back in we cannot do any more investigation into this whatsoever it, the implications are clear that this is coming from inside the police department yeah. we can't right. be involved yeah. whatsoever yeah. so the alaska bureau of investigation comes back and takes over the investigation and case officer eric burrows was brought in to head up the case so he does his initial review of all the evidence and everything, and what he notices, the lack of evidence at the scene is actually very indicative of somebody who has evidence awareness. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So a knowledge of what investigators will look for and use to identify suspects and mm-hmm. uses that information then to help conceal their identity. Mm-hmm. More proof that this was, was yeah. a cop. Yeah. So the first priority was to discover who was driving this police vehicle yeah. on the night in question. I mean, it's a small town. It's a small police force. Yeah, that should be logged, right? The, the Nome Police Department has three Ford Expeditions that they mm-hmm. own. So nobody has their own car. It's They practice what is called hot seating, which is where whoever's on duty uses the car. They uh-huh. drive each other to and from work. They pick each oh, other up. Okay. I thought that was when you fart and you roll out the window. <laughs> <laughs> So similar, yes, very, very <laughs> rude to do when somebody else is having to I take agree. over the car. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to do, yeah. and that's why we on the Let's Court Podcast do not endorse it. <laughs> okay, so. Knowing that this and knowing the night in question, they're immediately able to narrow it down to two officers. Okay. It is either Officer Matt Owens or Officer Stan Pascoia. All right. We haven't heard any of these. I like Owens yet. for right. We have not heard either of <laughs> I've just been so confidently wrong throughout. I'm just going to pick gonna it. just barrel on. Yeah. <laughs> 
both of them claim they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, um, of course they, they do. do. Typical Owens. Yes. <laughs> Just like Owens to deny, deny, deny. <laughs> so there are dispatch logs and everything, yeah. but I mean, they're like, they just sign in and out yeah, themselves. Exactly. So yeah. Honor system. Yes, situation. exactly. Yeah. And so, and their jobs were to patrol at night. So being in the car at night around the times when the bars close is not unusual. Yeah. Right. So the ABI asked them to come to Anchorage to be interviewed and to take polygraph tests. Uh-huh. So uh, the polygraphs are obviously not admissible in court or anything, right. but I think that law enforcement routinely uses them yeah. on themselves. And well, you have to pass a polygraph to become a law enforcement officer. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so James's little brother was going to possibly work at a prison and he had to take a polygraph mm-hmm. test. So it's just yeah. like any sort of... yeah situation like this they'll make you take a polygraph test so it's not unheard of or anything it can be a good tool even if it's not admissible yeah they're preparing to go to anchorage and it's not just like a hey come down here you have to buy tickets and plan it and find a hotel and all this stuff so they had them scheduled and then one really weird thing happened right before they were supposed to go one of the three vehicles from the Nome police department goes missing what okay Yep. So it's late one evening fucking when Owens. one of the officers. What? You better hope it's fucking Owens at this <laughs> it's point. It's probably not. It's pro- I've been so wrong this whole time. That first guy was like, lock him up. Hit a rabbit my ass. <laughs> okay, so one of the officers notices that the SUV is missing. They mm-hmm. radio it, it, it in to ask about it, and Matt Owens is on duty, and he takes that he was. <laughs> so Sounds he's exactly just like, like Owens. <laughs> what the hell? He goes out looking for the vehicle, and it's dark at this point. So mm-hmm. at two fifty one a.m., he radioed in that he has found it at a local gravel pit. Out of town. He's like, what? That's weird. Well, yeah. how'd he find it? Just driving around. All right. Seems sus this that you put it there. Local mm-hmm. gravel pit is also very close to where Sonia's body had been found. Okay. So, a few minutes later, he radios it in again that shots have been fired and he needs backup. What? Yes. Backup uh, arrives. There's no sign of anybody there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Not even Officer Owens. Where the fuck did Owens go? (laughs) So he comes... Faked his own death. He comes walking in from the tundra. Uh Uh-huh. And he says that... He tells the chief, he's like, I got really freaked out and I ran away. What? (laughs) (laughs) Really? He heard the shots fired and he just maybe... It, maybe he's just not cut out to be a police officer. Okay. All right. Well, that, so mighty he, big of him to he admit just, that. Yeah. So they process the car to go over the scene, and they notice that the shotgun that is in the trunk is missing. Uh-huh. And somebody has thrown a rock through one of the windows. And they hmm. left an envelope on What's the What's in the envelope? There's no fingerprints to be found. There's no evidence of shell casing. There's no evidence of shots or anything. This is very suspicious. But inside the envelope is a letter from Sonia's killer. Shut up. What does it say? (laughs) I have exactly what it says. Oh my gosh. 
this case is wild. It's it is. nuts. And you've never heard of it, right? No. no. Yes. It's no. insane. Oh this my case. gosh. Yes. Okay. Here's the here's the note that was left uh-huh. by the killer. Pigs. I hate cops. I hate every one of you. Sonia was just a person in the wrong place at the wrong time. I do not know her. And as you can see, it was easy for me to take your pig car keys right there. It was not her fault. She thought I was a pig and shit just happened. She was just a person. And I wanted to see if I could that night. Every one of you should be more careful. I watch every move you make. You leave me alone and I will leave you alone. Mm-mm. I will also shoot you in the head if you get close. Oh, my no, gosh. No, the lady doth no. protest too much. Yeah. It's Owens. Yeah. It's Owens yeah. all over uh, it. 100%. And okay, so, yeah, no, to, it's not actually a cop. I'm just a guy who hates cops, and I, I stole, stole a cop the car cop car on that, that night particular to night and you pretended to be a cop. Because I hate cops. Yeah. I mentioned I'm not no. a cop, and I hate but cops. But even though I got away with it, I'm going to steal this cop car again and leave you proof that I'm the one who killed her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to prove that the letter was really written by the killer, he left behind in the envelope Sonia's rec center ID card. Oh, oh my gosh. Which she had on her. Yeah, so it is actually the killer, but that killer's also a police officer named (laughs) No, didn't you hear? (laughs) He hates police officers. Holy shit. Okay, it better be Matt Owens at this point. I have definitely accused him. Okay, so Investigator Burroughs almost immediately is just like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. bullshit. Yes. yes. He's like, just like no, that rabbit story. No, oh, wait. No. <laughs> that one was real. <laughs> <laughs> the SUVs were not well guarded, and they would often be left unlocked with the keys in them in front of the station. Well, That's definitely true. Me? But Nome is such a small town. That all of the officers are known to residents. Yeah. She would have known there if was that no was not way. an actual yeah. police officer yes, in the car. Yes, there is no way that Sonia would have gotten into a police yes. car and not known who the officer driving yeah. it was. Absolutely. This letter had almost certainly been written as a way to focus the investigation away from Matt Owens in Stan Piscoya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Specifically Matt Owens. <laughs> because we've decided. We yeah. have decided. Okay, so Stan Pasquoia goes Uh-oh. to Anchorage for his interview. Uh-huh. And so they ask him which vehicle he was driving on shift that night. And he's like, I have no idea. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Are they numbered? Yes, they are numbered. All right. Well, you might take a you know, yeah. gander at the There number. might be. A, yeah. Yeah. That's probably protocol. He says that he was filling out paperwork at the police station until about 145. And that he that that's verifiable by the dispatch log, and then that Owens took him home when his shift was over. Okay, well she was taken at one twenty six, right? right? So he was at the police station until one forty five. Yeah, she got, she got in the car, the car at one twenty six. And so looking, he says that good, there's no like way that this was a police officer. He's like, I didn't do it. Owens didn't do it. This this he's, is not he's it. He's vouching for Owens. I, that's what he's saying. Yes. Okay. I love that. Well, you're not going to think that you're right. Your that you're a coworker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you worked with somebody pretty often, you would not want absolutely. to think that of, no, that, absolutely right. of them. So a few days later, Matt Owens goes to Anchorage for his interview. He just shits his pants. <laughs> his timeline is <laughs> like, I thought I told you that it was not a police officer <laughs> who did this. I believe I put very clearly in that letter. <laughs> 
both officers went on a domestic violence call about midnight or so. Ended up in a fight between them. There was like a brawl and Mm -hmm. the civilian was arrested and they brought him back to the station for processing. And then Owens and Pascoya kind of split up. Owens went out patrolling and he did some paperwork while Pascoya stayed at the station to wrap things up. Mm -hmm. They did tell the same story. Both stories lined up and both Mm -hmm. claimed to have nothing to do with what happened to Sonia. But obviously, I mean, one of them is lying. Yeah. It sounds like Owens, if Stan's time at the police station can be confirmed. So Matt Owens didn't know it, but while he was in Anchorage, Investigator Burroughs was in Nome asking some questions. (gasps) Poking around. Yeah. Sniffing around. So he asked other co-workers. Talking about (laughs) Owens. So he's asking, you know, the coworkers and other people who work at the station. And the response he gets is that Owens didn't always follow the rules, mm-hmm. but that he would do the right thing in an emergency situation, like really, really needed him to. But what the hell does that mean? I, they didn't go into a lot of details about mm-hmm. that. Okay. I thought it was weird also, but... They also to me, that, that means that, that his coworkers been, don't trust him. Yeah, they don't trust him. Yeah. Yes. I think he's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. So he had an affinity for the night shift. What does oh. that mean? Oh, yeah. He loves he, it because he's not supervised. It's not monitored he'd as much. He requested yeah. to stay on the night shift, even though he'd been eligible to move to days. And he had a wife and a kid. Oh, yeah. 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 Working yeah. nights okay. because he liked it. Yeah. No one likes working he nights. He also liked to have company while he was on shift. So he'd pick up a young girl walking I mean, along the street. Oftentimes he would bring people to work with him and then take them on unauthorized ride-alongs. What? Wow. Yeah. And the, he'd been told multiple times not to, to do that, doing yeah. that. And he just did it anyway. He also did like the ladies. And he used his badge as a way to pick up women on mm-hmm. shift, cruising around and often having sex with them in his patrol car. Wow. So wow, this is just stuff that power. that yeah. people it was concluded by the investigator that the women were not being coerced because they were choosing to get in the car and he didn't detain them or I put them in the bed. I a different I yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree, but it's also 2003 people we hadn't invented abuses of That's well, right. <laughs> We were maybe not quite as serious about pointing out that behavior at that time. Absolutely, but it's yeah. definitely it's definitely predatory, even Absolutely. if they get in the car Absolutely on their own. It so. is. But I mean, yeah, he's banging chicks in his patrol car, taking people it's on It's not even off. his patrol car. It's not. It's a he's car that he shares. Cheating. Yes. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> So I'm just saying, yeah. you were worried. I, I mean, I was worried the worst thing that was happening was farting in that car. And now we know <laughs> no, it's, it's so, so much, much worse than that. So in his interviewing people around town, he's also finding out that Owens liked to do this thing where he would follow women at night in his car and then cut them off and intercept them and force them to talk to him. Well, that's exactly, exactly what happened, what to, happened Sonia. to Sonia. And I think you might be right about this Owens character. I was Kristen. right the yeah. whole time. <laughs> Let's forget everything I said before that. So 
it's also figured out that he and Sonia would have known each other at least as acquaintances. Uh-huh. Well, she sure. worked night at the ho- nights at the hospital, and uh-huh. he worked nights at the police station. Right. So when he'd have to bring in people to mm-hmm. get medical sure. attention and yeah. stuff like that, they interact a lot. So yeah. they do well, know so who each other is. Desk. Yes, exactly. So yeah. she's the very first person he's going to see. So. And he even admitted in his interview, his polygraph, that he did know who Sonia mm-hmm. was. But he claimed that he never picked up women and that it was absolutely oh, so we're ludicrous that they said now. that okay. he would have had sex in his patrol car. Because that is crazy. Nobody would do anything like that, either mm-hmm. on or off duty. And how did the polygraph determine uh, that response well, was? Well, Stan Pascoia passed his polygraph test. What about Matt, Matt Owens? Owens did not. yeah. Also, polygraphs are bullshit. (laughs) A failed polygraph is not enough to arrest somebody. No, it's not. Yeah, so he goes back to Nome. Has he continued to serve on the police force? He has been put on administrative leave while the investigation continues. And now his whole life is falling apart. Oh, that's a shame. Wife initiates a divorce, and so he's... What? Fighting I shouldn't have murdered case. that I mean, girl. When you find out your husband's been sleeping or with all sorts of women, all those yeah, women. yeah, that's yeah. I might, I might sue for divorce. Twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, he's lost where he's living. He's sleeping on a friend's couch. He's just everything is going so crappy for him. I drank directly into the microphone. I apologize. <laughs> It was a long, slow. It was. So long, too. I'm so sorry. I think it's really crazy. You guys always talk about all this stuff you do, and I can't ever hear any of it on the recordings. Plenty of people can't. I, yeah. They must have supersonic ears. <laughs> okay, so Officer Burroughs talks to Owens's ex-wife, uh-huh. and she reports to him this incident. Um. She says that Matt called her on August 12th and told her that she needed to pick up their son because he had been called into work. There's a missing woman and it doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. She remembers specifically that it was August 12th because it was Matt's birthday. Okay. So it's his birthday and he has to go into work. And she was still at work when he called, which means it would have been before 4.30 p.m. because she leaves at 4.30. Mm -hmm. Well... Sonia was not reported missing until 5.30 that night. Oh, oh shit. shit. So how did he know about it? Yeah. Well, because so, he murdered Cause her. Because he, he murdered her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and yeah, then, but they're going to have a real hard time proving it, aren't they? Yeah. So a woman that Owens had started seeing after he broke up, he and his wife broke up, or I don't know, maybe he was seeing her during. I mean, who, mm-hmm. who yeah, freaking who knows? knows? This guy clearly doesn't care about, about his wife. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. He says that he wants her to leave with him and they're going to go start over someplace else. They're going to leave Alaska. Yeah, I bet he does yeah, want to leave. I'm yeah. sure he does. And so, like, they're they're listening to his uh, phone calls and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they've got him under surveillance. They've got him under surveillance and they notice that family members of his are calling to get tickets, pricing for airline tickets out and... So they're like, okay, we are not ready for this, but this guy is clearly a flight risk. Yeah. We have to arrest him now. Yeah. So they do. They arrest him. So he's arrested for the murder of Sonia Ivanov, and two days later, he is fired by the police department. So he is no longer a police officer. Great. Now that he's no longer a police officer, more women come forward. Oh, shit. Good. And these women are women who ended up in his cop car not really by choice Uh so they are women who 
come forward with tales of sexual assault yeah. and rape and yeah. coercion and things mm-hmm. like that. And the women are all Native Alaskans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And many of them had tried to file complaints with the Nome Police Department. And were not taken seriously. But were not taken seriously, and their complaints were never investigated. Yep. This is infuriating. Yes, it is. Yeah. He is even, one of the complaints, they even reported that Owens said to his victims that no one would believe a drunk Native woman over a white police officer. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he was probably right. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah he clearly yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. He was right. He was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the investigators have to find a way to tie Owens to her mur- Sonia's yeah. murder. It's and will not be easy. No. So, because he knows what to do, and there was not a whole lot of evidence. Mm-hmm. They get a tip that Owens would frequent a hunting cabin about seventy miles away, and that he had been seen there burning some really new-looking gloves in the fire pit out in front of this camp. So it's kind of hard to tell from the video of this, but what it looks like is that there's several kind of like lean-to shacks Mm -hmm. around a communal fire pit. Oh, okay. So multiple buildings or multiple places for people to stay around this fire pit. So it's not like it's his cabin and his fire pit for sure. But they decide they're going to go investigate this fire pit because if he's burning gloves, what else is he possibly burning in there? So um, they basically treat it like they're panning for gold just through the ashes of this fire pit. through all of it. Piece by piece. And they find some things. They find a few metal eyelets from a pair of Skechers shoes. Was that? Yes. Sonia was wearing Skechers when she she disappeared. They found metal hooks, remains of a bra, Mm -hmm. and the button from a pair of jeans. Mm -hmm. They were photographed, and then Sonia's sister, Christina, was brought in to look at the photographs, Mm -hmm. and she did identify that the button on the brand of jeans was from the brand that Sonia would wear. Wow. And she also confirmed that Sonia was wearing Skechers Mm -hmm. when she was murdered, so... These yeah. items definitely yeah. Yeah. are Sonia's. They're yeah. Sonia's. Her clothes were burned in this yes. fire. No question about it. Yeah, but can you say that Matt can Owens did it? Can you say that Ma- Matt Owens did it? Turns out that they say, yes, they found a key in the fire that was to a P.O. box that Owens shared with his uncle. All right, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. So... Investigators also at this point decide to go back to the murder scene just mm-hmm. to kind of comb through it again, yeah. see if there's anything that. They I mean, how much time has passed by now, though? I mean, we're still it's four, five, six weeks. All right, so okay. it's all right. It's not super, super old, but mm-hmm. like mm, yeah, it's not fresh. Yeah, yeah. It's not fresh. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that they did find something now. The fucking <laughs> ABI lady missed stuff. Yeah, apparently. I mean, in. They're like out in the middle of That's nowhere. True. There's yeah. it's this That's wilderness. True. There's yeah. bushes and trees yeah. and shit everywhere. All right, I take and, back my yeah, <laughs> my asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, without knowing where to look, how do You're you right. search stuff like all that? All right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what they found though was the missing shell casing from <gasps> the bullet. 
Oh, wow. So it lets them know that it's a 22, which they did already know it was a 22 because from, from, the, from the bullet, bullet in, in her, her head. Yeah. But the shell casing being on the ground means that it was an automatic pistol mm-hmm. and not uh, a revolver. A revolver, yeah. Yeah. So Officer Redburn, who was out there, there helping look for this stuff, he suggested checking the evidence room at the station for the murder for, weapon. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, it was not well guarded. All the mm. officers had access to it, and it would have been very easy for somebody to pull a gun out of there, mm-hmm. go use it, and put it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And so they head there. And there was a pistol in the evidence room that could have produced the casing. Yeah. But they weren't able to definitively prove that, mm-hmm. yes, it was it was this particular, this particular gun. gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So finally, they've got all this stuff. The justice system runs slow. We're getting to trial now. So it's, yeah. it's 2005. A couple of years yeah. have passed. Mm-hmm. So. The prosecution lays out their case, and unfortunately, it is largely circumstantial. Yeah. There is yeah, not a is. whole heck of a lot here that is definitively proof that this guy murdered Sonia. Yeah. I'm not going to go back all into, yeah, uh, into all heard, this stuff. It's all it. Go back you know. to page one. I've got more gnome <laughs> jokes. The, they found the remains of her clothes in the fire pit. Sonia was seen getting into the SUV. The mm-hmm. phone call to his wife. Yeah. Uh, the gun in the evidence room. The key from the P.O. box. Yeah. They were not allowed to bring up the other women. Other women. Mm-hmm. It was inadmissible. So the defense did do everything they could to poke holes in this. And they brought in a witness who claims that he saw Sonia driving a car on Monday night, which was after she was murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says he swears up and down that it was her. Um. His name was Fake Seep McGee. <laughs> <laughs> the defense got the state's firearms expert to admit that the gun in evidence, while it was most likely the gun that killed they her, they couldn't be they sure. Couldn't be 100% yeah. certain. Mm-hmm. Owens even got on the stand. Uh, what did yes. he say? First, yeah. I am a mother. <laughs> <laughs> he said that his ex wife was mistaken, and the call that she says happened before Sonia's body was discovered actually happened, happened the week after. No. Which that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't sense make any either. fucking sense. It doesn't either. Yeah. So the defense really what they wanted to harp in on was that there's no evidence. Yeah. All of this other stuff is easily discounted. There are two better suspects. Why don't you look at one of them? Koenig, who's already been ruled out, but, you know, he could have had motive. I mean, it, the, it looked really good for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, early on. Yeah. yeah. And Randy they, was really stupid about that. <laughs> yeah. She was wrong. <laughs> And they also uh, presented Officer Redburn as a possible oh, get out. alternate what? suspect. Yes. They said, well, he's the one who suggested about the murder weapon, and he oh, interviewed shit. a lot of these witnesses. And uh, wouldn't wow. it have been super easy to pen, for him to pin this on Officer Owens? Uh, wow. Framed him. Yeah. So they rest their case thinking they, they poked enough holes. Mm-hmm. The prosecution is hoping it's enough for a conviction. The jury goes out for deliberations, and then after more than 40 hours of deliberations, they sent a note to the judge that they were deadlocked, (gasps) and the judge declared a mistrial. Oh, my gosh. Prosecutors did go forward with the second trial. They're like, no, we're going to do this again. You know, he did it. We're going to prosecute. Mm -hmm. 
The defense asked for a change of venue. They said that he can't get a fair trial here in Nome. So the trial was moved to Kotzebue, Alaska, which is very far away. The where? Kotzebue. Kotzebue. Mm-hmm. All right. K-O-T-Z-E-B-U-E. It's about the same size or a little smaller than Nome. So, okay. yeah, you'd never heard of it. No. Do you think they have caribou in Kotzebue? Well, it's in the Arctic Circle, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the prosecution, I'm ignoring her. You can't. <laughs> see, you this, is a, this is how you, you get her to stop doing this stuff, Kristen. Coats made of caribou hide I know, Maybe in some of them do. I don't know. So what's the solution to this? You're <laughs> you, saying you, you just ignore it. If you ignore it. it. Yeah. She'll stop away. doing it. It goes away. <laughs> I I doubt that. I feel like she just does it harder. <laughs> I feel like she figures out whatever will get to you. Oh. And just <laughs> I just really got to tune her out. So you have lots of experience. <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so the prosecution basically lays out the same case again, presents all the same evidence. It's all just the same thing. So they rest their case, and then the defense is presenting their case. Officer Wayavana back in Nome was talking to his neighbor, and his neighbor's like, hey, did so-and-so ever call you guys? And he's just like, who the fuck is so-and-so? I don't remember this lady's name, and I did not write it That's down. That's fine. But okay. So we'll call her... Nadie's Lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Nadie's Lame. Okay, did you ever call Nadie's Lame? Yeah. So he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Owens is renting a room from this woman after he split up with his wife, and... Like, he's a friend of the family, but she's also charging him rent, so it's his landlady. That's what mm-hmm. I put in here, that she's the landlady. And that she told Wayavana's neighbor that she had seen Sonia's rec center ID card in Matt Owens' bedroom. Up. Holy shit. Yes. Did she snap a picture with her iPhone that she did not have? Did not have in 2003. 2003. And the iPhone wasn't invented until 2007. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but so they're really nervous about how to get this in. They've already rested their case. Yeah. This is obviously critical information. And they got to get it. They got to get something done before the defense rests because... Then they're well, out they of luck. redirect. Can they br- make her a redirect witness? Yeah. So here's what they did. Because she was friends of Owens, they were worried that they are going to call her to the stand and she is going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just going to deny everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were able to get a warrant to record a phone call between her and the neighbor. Oh. So the neighbor asked her, he's like, hey, I think I might have stepped in it. I was talking to, you know, my neighbor who was a police officer with mm-hmm. Nome, and I told him what you told me about that rec center ID card. And he, you know, I don't know if I was supposed to say anything, but he was very interested in it. And she's like, oh, okay, well, he's like, I remember you telling me you were going to take it to the police or to the lawyers. And she's like, well, yeah, I was going to, but then um, I read in the papers like a day later that um, they already had the ID, so I just didn't worry about it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. They get this whole thing recorded on tape. On yeah. tape. 
and then they get back when they're for redirect yeah. and they basically say to the judge, hey, we know we're not supposed to do this, but new evidence has come to light. We have this witness. We want to call her. And the judge says, yeah, OK, I'll allow it. So they do allow it. In. OK. They put her up on the stand and they ask her the questions. And what do you know? I have no idea. I have what no you're idea what you're talking about. Oh. So then they play the tape. They play the tape in court. Roll it. Yes, so they play the tape in court (laughs) (laughs) where she is basically saying that she didn't ever... She's basically confirming that she for sure saw it. And she's perjured herself. Yes. Yes. And then they summarize their case. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is proof positive that he, he killed her. He had her ID card. And then he... Put it put with it this in fake the, yes. letter yes. in the in the car. And at the end of the letter, it said, by the way, Matt Owens didn't write this. Yes, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. So it goes back to the jury. And this time, they find a verdict. Yeah, guilty. Guilty. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First right. degree murder. Yes. Ooh. Sentenced to 101 years <gasps> in oh. prison. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The judge, not just like life in prison, no, 101, 101 years. years. Wow, they don't it's got to be like aggravating circumstances oh, for being a police yeah. officer and all yeah. this other stuff, too. So there wasn't well, any yeah, sort of breakdown. He used his position of power to get her in his car to begin well, with. And not only that, he then continued to try to use it to shift the blame onto other people. Yeah. Yeah. This, is just, this guy was a bad, bad cop. Yeah. I so, knew from the minute I heard his name. <laughs> <laughs> so he has appealed based on ineffective counsel, but mm-hmm. that was denied. Yeah. And so as of 2017, he's still serving his sentence. 2005, the Ivanov family settled a wrongful death suit with the known police department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They stated that the police department should have known that Owens was arrested. Yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. In 1997, Owens originally applied to be a police officer, and the police chief at that time refused to hire him. Wow. Citing concerns with his character. Yep. But then he retired, and a new police chief took over, and the new police chief hired him. Hired him. Yep. One thing that this case has really brought to light is a major How problem Native in Alaskans the no are treated? police department. Yes. Crimes against Alaska Natives, especially women, are not taken seriously. They're often ignored and rarely investigated. Mm -hmm. So Sonia's murder, though, was kind of the tipping point. You know, she's been murdered by a cop in the Natives, which in Nome, Natives make up 60% of the population. So it's a huge amount. It's huge. Most of the people in town are Native, yet the people in charge are white. Yeah. But the natives would not allow for a town and a police force that disregarded them any longer. So Mm -hmm. they started making a bunch of noise Mm -hmm. and the city council decided to address the issue. And they're going to hire a new chief of police from Virginia with a specific focus of improving the police department response to sexual assaults Mm -hmm. and improving the relationship between the police and the Alaska natives. Mm -hmm. He brought in cold case detectives to sift through the backlog of... Over 460 open sexual assault oh cases my from the past 15 years. Oh, my God. Holy shit. 
So basically, people were coming in and filing these reports, yeah. and nothing, and nothing was, was ever, ever done. being done. Nothing was Which ever being done. Which makes you wonder done. how many people just stopped reporting. Absolutely. So exactly. Why yeah. would you put yourself Why would you? Why would you? Yes. yes. So the actual number of these cases it's has got to be exponentially higher. higher. Yes. yes. So this new chief, you know, he he's brought in these cold case detectives to try to make a dent in this, is, um, but he was met pretty quickly with a lot of resistance from the city officials mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. hired him. Yeah. They wanted him to just work on moving forward, you know, yeah. a better path moving Let's forward. Let's not look in the past. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They, they do. They yeah. only wanted him yeah. to start Let's improving. Let's not examine that too closely. Yeah. They didn't want to investigate any mm-hmm. of those old cases. And so he ends up resigning because he's just so frustrated. Yeah. But one thing, you know, he did bring to light what was happening, and it did start the long process of reform. Mm-hmm. Currently, the police department in Nome has a dedicated sexual assault officer and an Alaska Native liaison. Mm-hmm. They do not have any Native members on the actual police force, so none of the officers are Native. But the current chief of police co- has come out and said he'd like to change that soon. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, that sounds I promising. Mean, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that is the story Holy of shit. a murder by a bad cop. That, that was, was nuts. Wild. And you told mm-hmm. it so well. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I This case really resonated with me. I thought mm-hmm. it was just awful. And this is just for me, anyway, more proof that there needs to be more police training. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some sort of reform. And I understand I'm not afraid of cops. I have no reason to be afraid yeah, of cops. Yeah, because of my privilege. Yes, yeah, my privilege says privilege. that I don't need to be afraid of them. Yeah. But there are enough cops in this country that a certain percentage of them are bad cops. Absolutely. And those people should not be protected by the system. No. And they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's an absolute problem. Yeah. It's just... Oh, okay. That one was tough. That was... That was Yeah, nuts. so... So frustrating. And so frustrating mm-hmm. that, like, they hire this new person, and clearly they're just wanting, like, new window dressing. Yes, that's exactly oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's just like a PR move, and right? Yes, exactly. When, yeah. when the guy tries to do his job, I... Yeah. They're like, oh. no, no, you could just improve it going forward. We don't need to reopen those old cases. Yeah, oh I'm sure they'd gosh. fucking love improvements yeah. going forward. Uh, yeah, no. absolutely. Yes. No, they they want to be able to say, we did, we this, did this thing. thing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, that sucked, and it was yes. great. That you told it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All of those things are true. <laughs> How dare you make us falsely accuse so many different yeah. people? That's all on you, Casey. Yeah, that's that's your fault. Uh huh. It's on your hands. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm going to put it on Dateline because I just walked through the Dateline episode, and that's the way they presented it. Right. <laughs> so we blame Josh. Is yes, what that's right. <laughs> Our good buddy Josh. You know, the time has come for my us to darlings. get in the Discord. Yeah, uh, Brandy, what did you ask the people? Okay, so I asked the people to share their. Hold on. How did I word it? I have to get to the top. Dick pics. No. Oh, my mistake. I asked everyone to share their favorite useless fact or bit of knowledge. So now we'll we'll share some of them. Case you got the Discord over there? You want to yeah, share some I got too? It. Okay. Okay, I like this one. Predatory dinosaurs were most likely monogamous and mated for life. 
What? Oh. There is some evidence to suggest that prehistoric raptors propose to each other with shiny rocks. Oh that is so cool. That. This from Sarakaya <laughs> comes in. Sarakaya comes in. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. You love dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. Your baby likes dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Thanks to me and James. Uh, I don't think Casey is really sorry about this. <laughs> she is here. Uh, Did you see that you're an admin in the Discord now? Oh, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, David, you're an admin now, whether you wanted to be oh, or not. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Brandy's hoe phase shares this fun fact with no background, but Betamax failed because porn producers used VA. I totally knew that. You did? Yes, it's also why Blu-ray prevailed over over HD DVDs. It's porn. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Oh, Clark Breckenridge, a.k.a. Lil Nut. It's technically (laughs) illegal to wear a red dress after 7 p.m. in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Old-timey prostitution law still on the books, but it's completely legal to go out topless as a woman in Boulder. I knew that. I was in in Boulder on Pearl Street for a women's march where all the women were were topless. topless. Wow. Yes, I was very happy for them. You were not very uncomfortable. (laughs) You were like, one time my sister wore shorts to bed and I was upset about Uh that. Yeah. So this is just terrifying. Uh, okay, this is kind of nuts to me. Forbidden Pizza says autoimmune disorders commonly make you immune to poison ivy. Really? Oh, really? Get out in my yard. Start chopping I shit actually down. have always thought that I was immune to poison ivy, so that makes so much sense. Okay. There's been multiple times where I have definitely been exposed to it mm-hmm. and did not have a reaction. That's really weird because I've never had poison ivy either. Yeah. And I have been in a pat- patches of it a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. And do you remember when I was really sick a couple years and ago? My like blood test says I have yeah, an autoimmune disorder. Yeah, you have some kind of autoimmune and, disease. But they yeah. never did diagnose yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I obviously, I have Graves' disease, yes. which is an autoimmune disease. I have got a couple of partially used gift cards. <laughs> They're both of yours. You just have to do some light yard work for me. <laughs> <laughs> what our dad is super allergic he's to poison so, ivy though. So allergic to it, yeah. like, like crazy he, allergic to it. If he gets it. anywhere near it, he'll get it everywhere. And he has to go like, get, go get steroid he has shots to immediately go home and shower to get the oils off, and then he has to go get shots, or else it will spread everywhere. Yeah. But he's really good at baseball, so because <laughs> he steroids, I was like, what the fuck is that? Mean? <laughs> <laughs> Is this real? That doesn't sound like a real fact. Wears t-shirts sometimes. I can speak. Sometimes. Uh, Says the gateway arch is as wide as it is tall. Really? 630 feet. I mean, I'll take your word for it, but like looking at it, it doesn't seem like that's true. Yeah. I mean... You gonna are you gonna tell us no. about parabola parabolas and oh, stuff? No. Okay, good. I, I couldn't possibly, but since you brought it up, I mean, I don't know specifically, but part of the arch is underground, so maybe the widest part of it. Oh yeah, would be because like you get on underground, underground in the station, yeah. like you get in the little yeah. The whole visitor center is all underground. We went up in it when we were kids, and yeah. you get in these little eggs. To oh, ride it's up. awful! Don't do it! And Don't do it! I remember that I we were in there with another woman, and she didn't shave her legs, and I was a small child, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, I've never seen a woman who doesn't shave her legs. 
That's what you remember from That's what I remember from the arch. <laughs> good for her. I mean, I don't know. I'm very happy I was gonna for say, her. You Absolutely. Could, you could look over here and see a woman who has been a for like that a long time. <laughs> Let's blow your mind, Brandy. <laughs> I do shave my legs when, like, my legs show, but yeah. in the wintertime, sorry, James, I am just not interested. <laughs> Ooh, DP for DP says, a crocodile can't stick its tongue out. Ooh. Oh. Lazy lesbian Biz says, anteaters have prehensile penises. They can What's move them mean? like we move our fingers. Oh, oh wow. That's interesting. David can do that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He can't wow. do a he Thank can't do like a clarifying. mean helicopter dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys are looking at me like your husbands have never done helicopter dances. They don't have the technology. <laughs> I mean, James might have done it, but I was just like, eh, okay. Yeah, no, I can't mean, say I got excited by that. Wow, Brandy's fucking dazzled. First she sees a woman with leg hair, then she sees topless people in Boulder, and then David Helicopters. <laughs> I'm a woman of the world. <laughs> my gosh does not light up a room says pig orgasms average 30 minutes but can last as long as 90 minutes oh shit we should all be cops (laughs) 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 what kt says female platypuses don't have nipples or teats like other female mammals instead they have two patches of skin that sweat milk that the mother has to guide her young to because baby platypuses are born blind. Oh, wow. Hmm. It's kind of like those essential it's, oil diffusers. In the I, I feel like the platypus is just like everything that was left over <laughs> in one animal. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I see fat legs says pigs are smarter than dogs and three-year-old human babies. That's rude. Oh. One is very smart. She is extremely smart. <laughs> there is not a pig smarter than her. <laughs> okay, this is horrifying. Death by Pants says a garden snail has about 14,000 teeth. Oh, oh, wow. That's a lot of teeth. Well, I don't care for I that. I don't like that at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, Fierce Mama Llama says hyenas give birth through their clitoris. Oh, no. That sounds rough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this one. Dune Buggy Princess says when a dog leans on you, it's their version of hugging you. Queen Nikki says all cholera deaths are from dehydration. IV fluids would save every single cholera patient. Wow. It dehydrates you so much that you, like, crap out all your fluids. Yeah. That's crazy that... Is that what happened to you last night, Brandy? Yeah, that's Brandy rude. Has I was right now. I was up sick last night. I believe I got a, a touch of the food poisoning. <laughs> Just a touch. Just a touch. <laughs> oh, this one. Uh, Trans Am Princess says, when Lincoln was president, he used to be able to go into the White House and just shake his yeah. hand. Oh, oh my goodness. Ew. 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 
Civ for Brain says the most relevant one coming to mind is a meme I came across this morning that said that cheese is basically a loaf of milk. Oh, gross. Oh, that is gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be true. Peachy Stream says only female ducks can quack. I have no idea if that's true. I don't either, but that doesn't seem right. I agree. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I did know this. Okay. Miles exists, says Cleopatra was born closer to the invention of the iPhone than the building of the pyramids. Yes. The pyramids are so Isn't that old. Nuts? It's wow. nuts. Yes. She would have been um, in the time of Caesar. So like right around. Holy he died in 44 shit. BC. So oh my God, look at this fucking nerd over here. Because I know when Julius Caesar died, <laughs> that's not weird. That's a thing that normal people know. Kristen totally knew it. I did too. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> Casey, let's just talk about geography for a while. No. And force Brandy to listen. Yeah. In my ass pocket says a blue whale fart is large enough to encase a horse. <laughs> blue whales right. are huge. Like a human can walk through the chambers of a heart of a blue mm-hmm. whale. Mm. They're huge. I mean, like, so large that you can't even fathom, fathom it. it. yes. Yeah. Mm, down bitch says it rains diamonds on Uranus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you worry about your own anus. <laughs> That's why I don't have to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yes, I have heard this as well. Malin shot out of a bonfire. Says only mayors can call the FBI. Mm-hmm. That sounds that's, really yeah, stupid. <laughs> Richard N. Ball says annually more people are bitten by New Yorkers than are bitten by sharks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that sounds right. Out. That yeah, sounds that's right. right. <laughs> this breaks my brain. Okay. Flight of the Bumblebee says. Humans technically can't feel wetness. Instead, our brains just make a guess based on temperature, texture, and pressure. This is why cold things can sometimes feel wet. Oh, oh weird. Yeah. Huh. I'm thinking of every ice pack I've ever touched. <laughs> <laughs> Future optic knowledge, G, says... Tonsils sometimes grow back after being removed. I have heard of that happening. Huh. <laughs> Caradactyl says, if you take all of your veins out of your body and line them up end to end, you would die. <laughs> Ooh, ad noise. Doodaloo. Says, Harvard is the Simmons... Of Cambridge. <laughs> Everyone knows it. But few people are brave enough to say it. <laughs> and that's why I appreciate you, Ad Noise Dulu. <laughs> Wait, what? Katie Two Legs says female ducks have corkscrew shaped vaginas, years of evolutionary advancements to prevent, to prevent dick rape. 
Do they mean duck rape? <laughs> but all it led to was male ducks having corkscrew-shaped cork penises. I did not know the vagina thing, but I did know the penis thing. I knew the thing. penis thing, too. I did not know the vagina thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the male ducks evolved to continue to be able to rape the female ducks? I guess so. Yeah. Great. You'd love to hear that. Why do you two know about the shape of I ducks' penises? I don't know. It's one of those things that yeah. you just know. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> mm, according to True Crime and Taco Bell, babies don't have sinus cavities. I did not know that. I read that as well. I learned this from a very judgy, urgent care doc when I thought my two-year-old maybe had a sinus infection. <laughs> When do you That's, develop sinus cavities? You got to get them at some point. I don't know. They also don't have kneecaps. Those develop along the way somewhere. Yeah, yeah but like a sinus cavity is like a cavity. It's an yeah, open. But, uh, oh, but imagine how much a baby's head grows. Yeah, I guess that's So true. those cavities probably do form as the. I mean, London's head is already huge. Well, she was born with a giant head, <laughs> so she's really grown into it. <laughs> Ooh, Sharna wants to know, how do you get London's eye makeup so perfect? Oh. (laughs) Goodness. Everyone, I was accused this week on my personal Instagram of putting eye makeup on my two-year-old. It's about time someone called you out. (laughs) For the record, I've never once put makeup on her. She's fucking two. She's just beautiful. She's just beautiful. She's just beautiful. (laughs) Bob Moss Bailey says, in Utah, it is illegal to walk down a city street carrying a violin in a paper bag. Don't you even think about it. I was thinking <laughs> That's about a weird doing thing it. to have to create a law for. Yeah. <laughs> is this real? Woods, L says cats are the only domesticated animal not mentioned in the Bible. Really? They don't talk about cats in the Bible? Nobody's got cats? There's not like a cat lady? Not up on my uh, Bible stories. I'll take your word for it. Oh, thank you, everyone, for sharing your fun facts. Yeah, that, that was, was wonderful. Fun. Yes. And Casey, thank you for being here. Yes, that thank story you so was awesome. much. This was so much wonderful. fun. Was yeah. it fun when we were harassing you and you thought yeah, you'd never finish not the story? So much. Yeah, I did think that was going to take me like four hours to, yeah. <laughs> to get through the story. Yeah. We, we like to start it out rough. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another bonus episode. We appreciate your support. You make this easier for us to do. So we, we make hope love to. and fun. Yeah. Ooh, you make, make love and fun. <laughs> anyway, that was a little uh, Fleetwood Mac for you. <laughs> I do love some Fleetwood Mac. Of course, who doesn't? <laughs> and uh, well, on that note, uh, bonus episode adjourned and now for a note about our process I read a bunch of stuff then regurgitate it all back up in my very limited vocabulary and I copy and paste from the best sources on the web and sometimes Wikipedia so we owe a huge thank you to the real experts I got my info for reporting by Colin Itagi for the Press Democrat as well as articles from Elle, NBC News and BuzzFeed News and I got my info from an episode of Dateline titled A Walk in the Rain an article on Medium.com by Robin Bearfield called Betrayal of Trust, the Murder of Sonia Ivanov. The Gnome Nugget, Owen's Murder Conviction Stands by Sandra L. Medeiros. Now, I meant to bring this up earlier and I totally forgot. 
The newspaper in Nome is called the Nome Nugget. That's really cute. That's cute. I like it. It is gold. cute. Because of yeah, gold. gold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We get it. I like it. And then also I use a couple of websites. Visit nomealaska.com and nomealaska.org. For a full list of our sources, visit lgtcpodcast.com. Any errors are, of course, ours, but please don't take our word for it. Go read their stuff. <laughs> <laughs>